And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. I don't know why I'm inflecting that way. Uh, I'm your host, Mitra Pereira. This is the show brought to you by The Key, where we watch, uh, well, we read comics every week and we talk about them. Uh, it's a Thursday. And for those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out on uh, Tuesdays and Marvel and indie come out, comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, uh, June 23rd, 2022, to talk about the new releases of comics uh, all across the board. Um, if you're watching the live stream, you're watching us on Twitch, you're watching us on volume, you're watching us on, on YouTube at whatever slash the Keeg show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. I can't do this alone. It's not a one person show. That's why I brought two. Uh, awesome guest, one guest who's been here before and one guest who hasn't. So let me introduce, you know, the old face, the old news, you know, uh, we got wow. Brian Long, AKA Captain Comic Rex. Brian, how you doing? Welcome back. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. It is, it is officially the first day of summer break. So I am well rested. Uh-huh. Uh, are you teaching yeah, summer classes? Are, are no, no, okay. I'm on a break, man. I got okay. a, I got a five month old. I got to keep. You do. My, you do. Bonding time with my child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the child is born and you're like, no, 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 no. Uh, see me yeah. in June. You know? Yeah. I got, I got a papers to grade kid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Come on. We'll, we'll circle simmer, back down. In a... simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a summer of uh, spending time with my son. It's good. That's cool. Looking That's cool. I like yeah. the shirt. I, uh, I have one very Thank similar, you. very similar to that one. I, I, I wasn't going to wear it today. Uh, but I could have. I believe this is uh, Old Navy. I'm not going to say whether mine is or isn't, but uh, well, it, I have a brand partner. It all makes no, sense. Uh, Old Navy, <laughs> Old Navy's uh, uh, cool because, like, I know exactly what size, what fit, whatever, and like, I'm good. So I just kind of go through, and I'm like, I like right. this design, I like this design, and like get it shipped to me. Exactly, exactly. You my know. my wife has a tradition where she buys me one of these kinds of like. Uh, wonderfully garish shirts every summer to commemorate the the beginning of a new year yeah uh new summer i should say so yeah this is the the 2022 uh summer brian shirt as we like to call it if uh if, i mean people who are listening to the podcast don't know what you're wearing um right so it is a it is a, a, a button down with a collection of flamingos just uh beautiful oh, okay i don't have that exact though. shirt i don't have that exact shirt <laughs> I, I only have one shirt with different. flamingos on it, and it's blue flamingos. Mm-hmm. It's my only flamingos. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, nice. um, but Brian, you're old news. I'm sorry. Hey, look, it, it was bound to happen eventually. It's okay. You know, you're, we're, we're, we're phasing we're phasing <laughs> you out. You thought we were phasing you back in. We're phasing you back out. You're on your last Wow, legs. I didn't realize this was my send-off episode. Look, I'm just saying if a, horse, if a horse can't run, straight to the glue factory. You know what I mean? Is that a saying? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think if a, if a horse in, if a horse injures itself, I think you put it out of its misery, and then it just right, right, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. Do they still make glue well, out of horses? I don't know. I guess I'm gonna find out because that's where I'm headed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna transition um um to to uh the new the new the young buck. I don't know what's what's a horse reference. Is a buck specifically a deer? I don't know. Anyway, we got newcomer Sammy Demonster. Sammy, how you doing today? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Do you uh, you have any shirts like that? Any flamingo shirts? Um, I can't say that I do. Um, but I am a big old Navy fan, so yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, 
I'm really tall, so I have to buy my pants extra long, and they do okay. that there. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Old Navy. That's maybe one day I'll get a Flame Mango shirt. I I I I feel like you set me up for this, but I'm like, how tall are you? Thank you for asking. I'm five ten. Oh, okay. But my legs are disproportionately long. Mm, you're not right. <laughs> you're like a like a daddy long legs kind of thing. That is so funny. My friend Frida calls me Sammy Longlegs, so oh, it's pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible nickname, but it's mm. my nickname, you know? Yeah, you got to own it. Um, I'm yeah. glad Old Navy is is working for all of us. I can't tell yeah. whether Old Navy became better or we just became older. So I'm afraid yeah, of that's, the answer. <laughs> that's a really I mean, good question. According to you, I became older, so I guess- I mean, we all became old. I'm not saying you became older <laughs> age-wise, Brian. I'm just saying you're old news. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only be the cover of Tiger Beat magazine for so long before we got to cycle in a new tween pop star, you know? <laughs> fair, fair. Understand, understand. I don't know if any of these references are hitting for anyone out there watching or listening. <laughs> this is not what Comic Talks norm normally is, but now it's it's a, it's a full uh, comedy podcast. Um, Sammy, welcome. It's your first time here on Comic Talks. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, you can think you can thank us later because who knows what's going to happen this episode. Uh, but should I be more scared than I no, already am? No, I'm just I'm just saying. Sometimes there's a level of energy here that uh, you know. Um, We're really off to a too, great start. Really becomes too much. Yeah, yeah. Should I have chugged the coffee before this? I I, <laughs> I, up? I did. I had. I've had too much caffeine today. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I went out to coffee with a with a friend of mine who also has a kid who just had a kid. Uh, shout out to Peter. Uh, he's not listening. He doesn't listen to my podcast because he has a kid. So, um, but yes, I did drink coffee and it's also hot over here and I'm sweating, oh. but I don't know whether it's because of caffeine or because it's hot. So and it's hot here too. So I get that. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, that's right. Why am I asking yeah. that? We've talked about this. Uh, it's, it's hot. Yeah, it's, it's, hot here. it's hot here. It's hot here. Uh, <laughs> Brian, is it hot over where you're at? Uh, no, it's been a, it's actually been a pretty refreshing, like 80-ish okay, degree. Okay, get out of here. You're not, you're not on here, Comic Talk not, anymore. Here in <laughs> Jersey City, it's been quite refreshing. All right, all right. Um, there's a, there was a good amount of comics that came out this week, and uh, a lot of really good comics. Um, to start out this episode, I do want to know what you guys read this week, and we can just read off our list, and then I want to know what your picks of the week are. So, uh, I know Brian... I don't know. You sent me a, a short novel. Uh, yeah. What what uh, what okay. what are the books Wait, that you? I want to say something. Yes. You you were you were making fun of me in our group chat about yeah. about how many comics I read this week. Do you know why I've been reading so many comics lately, Dimitri? Is because every time I listen to the Keek Show or I'm on the Keek Show, I learn yeah. about new books that I want to read. Okay, that's what so we're about. You are, are Obi Wan seeing Darth Vader for the first time. I am what you made me. Wait, are you are you Darth are you Darth Vader and I'm, I'm Obi -Wan? Darth in this scenario because I am what you made me. You are blaming you. Obi Wan for Darth Vader. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a take. That is a take. <laughs> I am more comics than man now. Is what? Oh, okay. okay. All right. Fair. Same. Maybe you could have gone with this. man. Yeah, you could have gone six dollar, six million dollar man or something <laughs> reference, but you went with I. You, you you had the proverbial high ground, and because you were literally threatening me, comics. you were telling me that you're going to kill I, me one day. Look, financially, 
I'm I'm in a pit because of you. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. Kidding. Uh, tell me, let's, tell them your list. Tell me your list. Yeah. Brian. So we got we've got let's let's see. I read uh Black Adam, Nightwing, Batman the Night, Dark. What Christ are the numbers Dark on these? Christ. People want to know. I gotta do all the numbers. Yeah. Oh okay, so it's Black Adam number one. I think it was yeah. Nightwing ninety three. Yeah. Batman the Night number four. Dark Crisis Young Justice number one. Amazing Spider Man number four. Miles Morales and Moon Girl number one. Marvel Pride number one. Immortal mm-hmm. X Men number. Th- Three. I'm doing most of this off the top of my head. I'm very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. X Men number twelve, Moon Knight number twelve, Miles Morales, Spider Man forty nine, I believe, or forty eight. Okay. Uh, New Mutants number twenty four, Newburn number eight, and Lonesome Hunters number one. That was okay. reading. All right, all right. Result. Thank you, thank Result. you for that. Um, Sammy, uh, what did you read? Um, my list is not a novel, unfortunately. But it doesn't um, have to. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> Don't worry. But I d- I did expand though, and I read some Marvel comics this week, which I don't really do often. So yeah. it was a very interesting yeah. experience for me. Um, but I read Dark Crisis, <laughs> Young Justice One, yeah, um, Miles Morales, and Moon Girl Number One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I read the Marvels, Marvel Voices Pride Number One because mm. I read everything that's just LGBTQ related, no matter yeah. what. Um, I read Milestones in History number one that's mm. by DC Comics um and then I ended up reading Samurai Sonia by Dynamite number one is that like like Red Sonia Sonia but like really, a different version of her I don't know who that is uh, honestly I just okay. saw it and I thought it looked cool and it, it was pretty cool I think uh that's where you, you gotta judge a book by its cover yeah you know a lot of the I time. like the variants yeah <laughs> um awesome those are those are good picks um I I never list my list with you guys. So here's what I got uh, done this week. <laughs> Mostly because I let myself down because I try to read everything and I can't. Uh, I read Nightwing 93. I read Flash 783. I read Amazing Spider-Man number four. I read X-Men number 12. World's Finest number four. New Mutants 26. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 39. Immortal X-Men 3. Batman the Night 6. Uh, Dark Crisis, Young Justice 1. I skipped Knights of X because I think I'm done with it. Um, I, I've talked about it previously. I want to be you a completionist. Don't like, you don't like Camelot. You don't like I magic. don't like Camelot. I don't like Knights in Shining Armor. I don't like magic with my mutants. Uh, yeah, unless yeah. it's magic. Literally, Ilyana Rasputin. With a K, yeah. Uh, I read Black Adam number one. Uh, I wanted to read Punisher War Journal Blitz number one. I couldn't. I, I didn't get to it. Um um, I wanted to read Marvel Boys of Pride. I didn't get to it. Uh, and then, is that it? That might be it. I got to look it up again. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I read. So um, I think we got a good amount to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what were your pick? What's your number one pick of the week? Sometimes it's hard to choose, but we do what we can. Uh, Sammy, do you want to share first? I don't want to step on your toes if you have one that you want to share first. Sure. I guess it would be Marvel Voices. Okay. Uh, I just love a good Pride anthology, you know? Yeah. Did you read the DC Pride one that came out like a couple weeks ago? I did, yes. I loved it so much. I yeah. love that one so much. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big DC fan. And also, I don't, I don't really know a lot of Marvel characters. Mm. So it was, you know... I, DC Pride has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love both DC and Marvel, but like, I used to read most, excuse me, mostly DC 
And so, like, I have a, a, a connection with, like, a lot of DC characters. It's like, for me, it's X-Men over everything. Close second <laughs> is, like, Bat Family, Young Justice. Uh, uh, so Tim Drake is that linchpin. I love, I love Tim Drake. And Thank then you. it's, like, most everything of DC and then most everything of Marvel. So it's like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Why, why DC over Marvel? Me personally? Yeah. I don't know. I keep trying to get into Marvel and I just like, I don't know. I just <laughs> keep not getting it. Like I, I've, I, I've pulled two Marvel comics right now and it's uh, Captain Carter and She-Hulk and they're fun. But like, yeah. I've tried to read some other newer stuff and I just, I just didn't get into it. I tried mm. to read a few older things and I just didn't get into it. Is it because um, you feel like you're behind or is it because those runs just didn't catch your, your interest? Um, you know, probably a little bit of both. I mean, first and foremost, I just didn't find them interesting, but that might be because I don't know all the characters in history as much yeah. as I do DC. And I know DC just from like, you know, it's what I've read more and I grew up with the cartoons and seeing Young Justice and stuff. Yeah. Um, so at least I'm relatively familiar with the characters. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just I have had a hard time getting into Marvel, um, but I'm really open to it, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely had a very similar experience. I read a lot of DC books when I mm. first started getting into comics How because of cartoon shows and stuff. Right. Uh, but, but, were you but, young? Yeah. I, I feel like when I was younger, school. I started off with DC. Yeah. Yeah. So probably middle school. So probably like mm. 13 ish yeah and i had a hard time getting into marvel and it, the only reason i got into it and i feel like dimitri we've talked about this before was because the ultimate marvel books which kind of gave you like a it, really clear it was entry yeah point. it was huge the best of times. like <laughs> i don't know how uh, many how many yeah. new readers they got from that but it had to have been a phenomenon oh, so right oh totally yeah i mean yeah. I, I think the reason it was so successful was because it gave people a clean entry point but and then um, they hopped over to 616 yeah. i'm assuming Yes, and that, that's kind of what happened with me. Was I yeah. eventually was like, oh, let me see what the mainline universe is like, and found stuff that I enjoyed. And now I'm pretty like equal. Sometimes it fluctuates, but yeah, yeah. Was there anything, Sammy, uh, in this Marvel Pride, like any characters yeah. that you'd be like, oh, I want to find out more about these people? Or, um, yes, I I wrote down a couple of the characters that I liked. Um, well. I liked the storyline, but I didn't care for the characters. But the Horatio and like Venom storyline was really cute. Um, What's I the really Horatio and Venom storyline? Um, it's Who's Horatio. Is he a new character? Or I know Taku and Venom. Sorry, Horatio is like Venom's name. Uh, Venom with like two uh, ends. I don't know these characters. Yeah. So oh. I'm so glad you brought this up, Sammy. Uh, so <laughs> Venom with two M's and Taku are characters from the Don McGregor Black Panther run, which just recently got a beautiful like Penguin Random House edition. Oh, wait, let me, like... let me, let me, you're gonna have to, you gotta warn me. I gotta switch over to <laughs> camera. I was showing a slideshow of the Marvel's Voices Pride no, covers. No, no, it's okay. Um, um, but, but it just got this beautiful uh, uh, reprinting of the story. And this is like, this is the arc that introduces Killmonger. So cool. Venom is a is a villain who was like working with Killmonger when he took over Wakanda in the original story. And what's really interesting about that is Don McGregor intended for Taku, who was an advisor to T'Challa and Venom to explicitly be canonically gay in the story. But because the story came out in like late 70s, 
Comics Code Authority was like, no, you can't do that. And there's actually right. an essay about that in the Marvel Pride issue that he like intended that, but they had to sort of what like, did he intend? Suggest Uda, it and imply it. Would it be Taku and uh, Venom? Okay, so they're both and, Wakandans, or uh, Venom is not Wakandan. He is I forget his exact. I thought you guys were talking origin. about Venom, Venom, like from Spider Man. No, no, no. Those guys like <laughs> Venom with two ends. Yeah, I see the essay here. It was for, it, they had like a bunch of essays and like mm. yes the characters and like, what their plans were and stuff, but. Um, yeah, so he had intended that. So this is the first time that they've really canonically been shown as a couple, which is really cool. And I was really excited to see that because this is like one of the great Black Panther comics. And Sam, mm. if you're looking for a good Marvel story, I would highly recommend uh, this one. It's really, really awesome. And uh, I thought Danny Lore, the, the person who wrote that story, they did a really good job of recreating what, Don McGregor's sort of narrative style in that original story arc was, which was fun to see. The sort of like bombastic purple prose narration and things like that. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Um, did you say, Sammy, that that was your favorite one? It was one of my favorite ones. I thought it was like really sweet. And I thought that their dialogue was really well written. You know what I'm saying? I think a good queer story, speaking as somebody who is queer, it, it should be a good story regardless of, of if they're queer, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like a pretty mm -hmm. well-written romantic story, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and I, I just, they just happen to be gay, which I like, you know? Um, and they're just like really sweet and they just like, just talking about their feelings for each other and like their insecurities show like what a real relationship looks like. And I, I just thought I really liked it. And I never heard of these characters before um, and they're just really cute. So I, I really liked that story. I thought it was very well-written. Is it easier getting into the story not knowing who these characters are um, in, a, in a blank honestly, slate way, or is it harder? It's honestly a little bit harder. Okay. Um, I mean, they kind of filled in the blanks here pretty well, but there are like characters here that I feel like I should know because sometimes it's hard to care about characters you don't know. Yeah. You know, a good writer mm. can make you care in you know pretty quickly, but some of these characters, I'm just like, I don't know this person, you know? Yeah. Um, were there other one other story like there's what like twelve stories in there? Um, I don't know how many. There were also there were also quite a few new characters introduced in really? this Marvel Voices Pride issue. Yeah, because um, the first story has like Loki and some of the Young Avengers, um, but the last story uh, with oh, I'm blanking on the name of the character. The one she's the the mutant. Um, yeah. Uh. uh yes. Sh Sh Sheila. Sheila. Who? Yes, I believe Mut Escapade is her her code name. Escapade. I liked um, her a lot. So she's a yeah, she's oh, great. she has she's a goggle character. Yes, uh, yeah. she's a brand new character who was just introduced in this issue, um, and she it appears that she's going to be showing up in New Mutants next, based yeah. on how the, the issue ends. But she has a really cool power where her power is to switch places with someone. But not only do they switch places, she then receives like whatever physical attributes they have in that moment. So there's a part where she's in a fight and she gets like beat up real bad. Mm. And then she switches places with the person who beat her up and she's fine. And the person who just beat her up is on the ground. Like they just got their ass kicked. What so the, it's like, what's oh, the extent of that though? Like I, how I does mean, that? Yeah, it's it's unclear. This is her first appearance. So yeah. I think that's something that'll kind of get played with more, but I'm like, oh, that's a really unique, interesting power. And I feel like there's a lot of cool storytelling potential huh. with that. Okay. Um, yeah, so she's a really cool character. Her whole deal is that she like um, uh, she finds out that she's a mutant at a young age, and her parents accept her. But then she comes out as trans to her parents, and her parents are like, 
no, oh. we, we, we disown you. Um, and the, the way the flashbacks are told is very clever because at the bottom of each page, there's basically like a Peanuts style mm -hmm. strip of mm. like her as a kid. So like the art in the other panels, the present is like the artist's unique style, but then the flashbacks are done as like Charles Schultz Peanuts, which I thought yeah. was a very clever way yeah. to do it. I love um, that part too. But yeah, she's, yeah, she's a really cool character and I'm excited to see her show up uh, in New Mutants in I guess a couple months, 31 it says. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Um, as someone who reads New Mutants, I guess, um, well, I, I, need to, I need to read this anthology book and I haven't get, uh, gotten a chance, but um, yeah. uh, I will also read her in New Mutants. <laughs> um, she was definitely one of my favorite characters mm. in this uh, anthology. I really love. I really love the story. Um, I love her relationship with her best friend, who uh, is also trans. Uh, mm -hmm. He has like he they pronouns, and mm. they're just like really sweet and wholesome. And yeah, her powers are very interesting. I completely agree. And there's like a, a conversation where she's trying to explain her powers, and, and it's all very very unknown i think even for her um but yeah i would totally read more of her um maybe i'll get into new mutants is a new mutants is that right yeah new yeah mutants. yeah that's been uh, a really good book lately definitely would recommend that one too it looks okay. cool um and then i also really liked the valkyrie storyline in here uh that's probably mm. my favorite because I, I i like the mcu that's like you know like i do like the mcu I just haven't gone into Marvel comics for some reason, but yeah. um, I think the Valkyrie story was really fun and cute and funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I could like break down. I don't, I don't know how much I should like talk about the comics, but it, no, I mean, uh, was there any that didn't hit? Um, a lot of these I felt pretty neutral about. Yeah, um, I just like felt like I didn't really know the characters well, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I'd say those three stories stood out and the other ones I felt neutral about. Did you have any questions about any of the characters in it? Um, I don't know if I did. I mean, they kind of like set up the basic premise, but there were just like a lot of characters that just, I didn't recognize. Yeah. But they kind of like went over it a little bit, but I guess it's just hard to get into new things when you just have like no emotional investment with the characters, you know? Yeah. I remember, I think it was, was it last year's one, Brian, that, that introduced Somnus? Yes, yes. And then Somnus appeared in, um, well, Somnus is on Marauders, I think, right now. Yeah, he's a regular player in Marauders now. Yeah. Um, that backstory is wild, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think about yeah. Somnus. Escapades is a lot more straightforward compared to Somnus's. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like, though, that, uh, you know, between the DC Pride one and, and this year's Marvel one is mm. sometimes it feels like there are characters that sort of just get like sort of trotted out to be in these anthologies and then we don't see them again for another year. But I do appreciate that both companies seem to be putting more of an effort into putting their queer characters into major books. Like, yeah. for example, my one of my picks of the week is definitely Immortal X-Men number three which is pretty much entirely about destiny, destiny. And relationship. Yeah. And, and I think it's great that they're getting like a real push and a spotlight. And then on the Marvel side of things, you know, they're really explicitly making the poison Ivy Harley Quinn relationship oh, canon in the recent, yes. <laughs> in the recent yeah. uh, poison Ivy comic. So yeah. I think it's great that they're not just putting these characters in anthologies and then putting them on ice for another year. Like you're actually seeing them get prominence and headlining in books, which is right. Which is awesome. Right. I feel like in the past, uh, uh, these companies kind of just 
did trot them out yeah. in, in different different marginalized communities. They were just like, here's our person. That's it. That's what you get, <laughs> you know? Uh, but it does seem, I, I, I don't have enough information to compare DC and Marvel right now on how they're treating this because they've both been doing um, very similar things. They've been introducing anthology series that have to do with these communities, right? So, so we get DC Pride, we get Marvel Pride, then we got DC did their um like for Lunar New Year, they did their Asian uh celeb- character celebration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Marvel has one as well. Uh Marvel did like Comunidades, they did like Legacy, they did like different ones or like Black History Month for whatnot. And so they've both been trying. I gotta give them points for trying. Um, and I think like they've roughly been succeeding, I would say. Yeah. And and I also really enjoy that in something they the marvel one dc one did this year that was a little different that i would like to see them continue is the marvel Mm -hmm. ones always have these really interesting essays that i enjoy that kind of explore the histories of these characters throughout the the medium yeah um and it talks about you know we mentioned venom and taku a minute ago it kind of gets into that sort of backstory and the idea of having to like mystique and destiny for a long time sort of use uh inference and and suggestion uh to Yes, for queer characters rather than just explicitly saying it as we can do now. Um, and then I also really enjoy this is a bit off topic since this was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I would love to see them do more stories like in the DC anthology, which was Kevin Conroy's autobiographical story. Yeah, which that was a really I think good is, one. yeah, and I, I honestly think that's one of the best stories that any of these anthologies have done. So I would love to see them let creators do more autobiographical stories. Did uh, Nicole Maines do anything autobiographical? Um, she, she wrote did, Dreamer, the Dreamer stuff, right? I don't know. Yeah, she did the well for the DC Pride anthology. She did the forward, oh, which okay. I really liked. The forward is very inspiring, and she did touch a little bit about like you know her writing the character and stuff. Uh, so we get a forward by her, and then you know Kevin Conroy had his story at the end, which was absolutely very real yeah. and like it, it's very good to see real stories like that. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, Nicole Maines has a TikTok, and so does her boyfriend. I just, really yeah yeah uh worth <laughs> looking up they're kind of they're kind of funny uh That's... uh like they poke fun at each other and it's cute <laughs> i i love that she writes for her character that she like played i think that's yeah. uh you know I, I think that gives dreamer a very unique voice because it's like directly from the source from the person who, who yeah. played dreamer you know yeah which is kind of weird because it's kind of a half original character that dc made for the show but half not because there's the legion of superhero uh dream girl or i think she might have been dreamer at that point but then this mm. is her like ancestor mm. that we see in supergirl so that character didn't exist so nicole main's writing dreamer um is a cool thing introducing dreamer into the normal continuity mm-hmm. and like present day normal continuity uh, oh i didn't realize cool. that was the connection man. that's cool, so cool. yeah because they're both um what's the what's nia Nall is dreamer and mm-hmm. somebody else, Nal, is Dream Girl or whoever in Legion of Superheroes. In, in the Legion. In the yeah. Legion. Got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. um, awesome. let's, let's talk about Immortal X-Men um, number three, because that was your let's pick, right, it. Brian? Yeah, that and uh, Black Adam number one. I think my two Picking two, two number I one I am. Picks. I am. They were both really good. Okay. Um, All right. We'll, we'll do Immortal X-Men number, uh, number three. But question for Sammy. Uh, are you... Uh, are, do you know what's going on with X-Men right now? 
Um, I have no idea, but I actually do have a question. You were talking about like a medieval X-Men story earlier and I saw it in passing. Mm, Knights of X. That looks pretty interesting to me. If you like it, yeah. It it reminds me of like Dark Knights of Steel for DC. It's like the medieval. Yeah, it's um, the difference is that like Dark Knights of Steel is like an Elseworlds in a medieval setting and the um, uh, Knights of X book is in the modern times, but there's this realm in Marvel Comics called Otherworlds, mm. which is influenced by Arthurian legend. So like, uh, you know, Morgan Le Fay is there and there's all these like fairy fae creatures that are there. And this is like an X-Men team that primarily operates within that realm. So yeah. they deal with magic, they fight Merlin, like there's all kinds of fantasy elements going on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, if you're into that, it's definitely worth checking out. Dimitri oh, does not yeah. like that stuff. And therefore yeah. he's not a fan of that I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, um, I'm a fan of magic. I'm not a fan of medieval type magic stuff. I, yeah, I can go on. I, I mean, that's a whole other show. Me talking about my gripes with uh, swords and sorcery kind of stuff. Do I play Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, but that's different. I get to control the story. But like... <laughs> It's not, it's, 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 it's not really my cup of tea. Uh, by the way, question, can you hear my fan in the background? Uh, when I, when I talk I even so. at least, and it opens my mic up. Okay. Just wondering, I might point the fan at me. I'm not quite sure, but. <sighs> um, so uh, let's, uh, okay. So Sammy, are you an X-Men fan at all? I know you're not reading it per se, but like how familiar are you with X-Men? Um, I don't really know anything about the comics. I, as a kid loved x-men evolution and i loved mm. the live action movies a mm. lot as a kid yeah. um you know so i'm very open to x-men i feel like if i got into marvel x-men would probably be at the top of it you know x-men is like House my absolute them. favorite like it's so good right now too <laughs> yeah i need to read it it's like you know sometimes i'm like where do i start i think i have like a new mutants trade i need to read and then i have also house of m and trade that i haven't read yet so I mean, House of yeah. M is a long time ago. What's that, 2004? Yeah. I bought it yeah, a few probably. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's worth, it's worth reading. House of M is cool. Um, but the current stuff with... Uh, oh, a uh, shout out to... And if I'm pronouncing it right, it's either Tenjo or Tenho. Uh, oh. Fonar. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't know they were related. Oh, talking about Dreamer and, and, and Dream, uh, Dream Girl from Legion of Superheroes. Uh, I love the Legion says tenjo um i don't know it's a joe or a ho but uh or maybe neither i'm not sure uh let me know in the comments it's tenjo fonar that's my that's my best friend (laughs) oh okay cool 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 uh but yeah they uh they are uh related um what was i saying oh uh if you want to if you that's the thing about x-men and and a lot of there's so many different series and then they all kind of weave in and out of each other but what somebody, there's different kind of philosophies on how to tackle it. Uh, some people say, like, just find your favorite character and just follow them throughout whatever series they're in. Because um, the teams kind of change. Or find a team, because each team book has a different vibe. Find the vibe mm-hmm. that works for you. That's cool. uh, and then read the big crossover kind of events. So you have to start off with, like, House of X, Powers of X. Mm-hmm. Read whatever you want. Maybe read Sword of X, but... It's not necessary, <laughs> necessary, like what well, it is what it is. Uh, and then just read the series that you want and then read like Inferno. And then you're all pretty much, uh, you're pretty much caught up. 
Okay. You gotta yeah. follow Danny on TikTok, and she'll explain. Danny gets Danny gives the best recommendations. <laughs> Even though I pride myself on like X Men being my thing, like her grasp on X Men is 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 great. So Danny's comics, I think, is so new it's actually yeah. I'll, uh, it's actually perfect that you mentioned X Men Evolution because this comic uh, is about the relationship between Destiny and Mystique. And Destiny, Destiny was never was, in. Wasn't Destiny? She was. She was in yeah, Evolution. Destiny was in. Yeah, she wasn't like full on in like her costume, but she, she was an was old lady. X Men Evolution. She uh, was uh, older. She had like the short haircut. She was like explicitly like Rogue's foster mom. Yeah, I remember. She was her. never like oh, she was okay. never in her like bold mask blue costume. Right. I didn't. Um, I didn't know she was a superhero. Honestly, I thought she was just yeah, a lady yeah. taking care of Rogue. No, no, she, her, and her and Mystique are married. In, oh my in god, really? Yeah, yeah, ladies. yeah. Uh, and well, canonically, the, they are Sherlock Holmes and Irene Adler, but we don't have to get into that. They, <laughs> they um, yes, because uh, so back in the day, they want Chris Claremont wanted it that Mystique turned into a man and impregnates Destiny, and she would then give birth to either Nightcrawler Night or Rogue. Oh my Nightcrawler god, it was Nightcrawler. Yeah. right? So That's that was the original rough. intent, and obviously they couldn't do that back then. And so they've been hinting that they're in a relationship for so long up until the 90s or 2000s or whatever, where they actually like say it. Um, but basically the premise of what's going on in X-Men right now, I don't know how much you know about Krakoa. Do you know anything about what's going on? I've never heard that name in my life. Okay, cool. To be honest. <laughs> so, Buckle uh, up. I'm going okay. I'm, I'm to try to abridge everything. But basically, yeah, go. you know, mutants are discriminated against. Mm-hmm. They've created their own mutant island of Krakoa. Not only is cool. it an island where all the mutants can go and live in harmony-ish, okay. but it's also the the island itself is a mutant island. Oh my god! So it's 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 cool. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Green Lanterns. There's a Green Lantern like planet. planet. Yeah. yeah, there's a mutant yeah, island. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So Krakoa is both the island and a mutant in and of itself. So it's supposed to be this mutant safe haven, and because of the safe haven. The villains have decided to behave. Okay. The the good guys have decided, and so they're they essentially like clean the slates of everyone, and they're like, as long as you choose to follow the rules here, we're cool. So we have Apocalypse, we have Sinister, we have Magneto, we have all these characters that are living together. They all have their different motivations, but they're all roughly living together. And there's a couple of because they're all working together. They've uh, they created like a mutant cure for like um, for like diseases that they give to other nations in order for them to say, okay, we, we, we recognize Krakoa as a, as a country, that sort of thing. They've also have a resurrection protocol, which allows them if they die, they have their mind backups. They can clone a new body and be reborn. So death means nothing anymore. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, And they, that seems easy and almost lazy, but they do it in a certain way that makes it like actually have, weight to it yeah. um and comics that like explore what the ethics of all of that are and right how it changes their perception of life and death it's really interesting yeah um and then also recently they've colonized mars oh my gosh and they they've <laughs> set up they've set up wow. that mars is the capital of our solar system and it's mutant run so the humans nice. on earth are like what earth is not the <laughs> capital of the solar system humans don't have a say blah 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 <laughs> so humans. like Am I missing anything big, Brian? That's pretty much the gist. No, I think you've, I'm actually impressed at how well you've sort of 
condensed all of this down. <laughs> so that's the base level. That's House of X, Powers of X. But we also, there's a whole Moira McTaggart thing that we don't have to worry about right now. All we need to know <laughs> is that pre-cogs, people who can tell the future were not allowed on Krakoa up until very recently. They were not allowed to be reborn. They, they were not part of the resurrection protocols. They cannot be because they would then see like this po the political underlinings of Krakoa and see kind of what the goal is. And it muddies <laughs> up the time stream. Like, oh, interesting. Somebody knows your plans, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that sucks for them. <laughs> yeah. So they're destiny is one of them. They're not included in their own people. So destiny, right, right. destiny being the long lost lover who's been dead for so long of Mystique. Mystique's like, bring back destiny, bring back destiny. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to kill? What yeah. little things, missions do you want to send me on? Relatable. Bring back, that's her goal. And they're like- <laughs> Who do I got to hey, kill for my wife? Right. I'll do it. Yeah, right. that, exactly. was, that was what a lot of those stories were. <laughs> but they, but <laughs> they kept it. stringing her along. Charles Xavier- I knew she was queer. I knew it, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Charles Xavier and Magneto are stringing her along up until the point where Mystique's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do my own like, like backstabbing kind of thing and yeah, she girl. makes it so that they bring back destiny without approval and destiny's yeah. like comes in like a queen with her cape and her mask and whatever and she's yeah. just like all right this is how it's going down i want political power and there's this whole thing so immortal x-men number the immortal x-men as a title is the political series for x-men and it and it yeah. deals with the quiet council which is the 12 person council that runs krakoa Destiny is on it. Mystique is on it. Issue number three has to deal with Mystique and Destiny. That's yeah. So, so cool. Destiny is like is like visions of the future of like what's going to happen to the mutants in the years to come. And she talks about how like she hasn't had this many intense visions since like her powers first manifested. So there's this crazy page where we see like all of these potential future storylines like. We see Judgment Day, which is the big Avengers versus Eternals versus X-Men story that starts this summer. That's her current, that's her, um, the most recent yes. manifestation, um, right? Yeah. But then we also see stuff like Mr. Sinister with like a bunch of sinister versions of X-Men clones. Yeah. And we see what appears to be Exodus with like a crowd of worshippers. We see Magic, who appears to like have gone out of control and killed a bunch of the X-Men. Like she's having all these insane visions and the story builds up to uh I'm, I'm gonna can i spoil it dimitri can i just like reveal what the thing at the end yes yeah. by the time so, that sammy you know, catches up she'll forget <laughs> about it. it's fine. i literally and, just read like two comics today and I, I can't even tell you anything about them i have the worst memory <laughs> in the freaking world well we'll have to work so on she, that for this show <laughs> like, <laughs> for the so purpose of the show we might need to work on that right right yeah but I'm there's trying. this incredible moment there's this incredible moment where she's like talking to mystique and she's like oh, i'm gonna write down like all of these visions for you but you can't read them yet and she's like you'll know when it's time to read them and as she's writing them she's like did you notice there's one thing in all of these visions mystique isn't in any of them like she's not in and any of the futures yeah yes, yes. I don't like and it. it's like yeah, I know. I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> Don't do this to us. We finally yeah. got them back together again. Yeah. <laughs> girlfriends. Let them be girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, and I I just love this series so much. Like, I think Kieran Gillen has such a good handle on all of these characters and the way the, the political machinations are blowing up is just so cool. And it, it's such a blast to read month in a month. Yeah. I love this. 
I, I think Mystique and Destiny are a great example of that TikTok meme where they're like, we 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 support women's rights, but also women's wrongs. <laughs> you know, have you, have you seen that TikTok? I've not. So yeah, so it's just it's just that I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. Women's rights, we support women's rights and women's wrongs. And Mystique <laughs> and Destiny are both villains, but they're in love. It. They're legitimately they're in love. They're legitimately in love. love they don't it. they don't backstab each other yeah. to get ahead. They're like they're the reason for living. And everything, all the bad things they've done is for each other, you know? I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. And <laughs> I'm we, read get it. A, we, we finally get a moment in this issue where, like, Professor X realizes that Mystique was the one who tricked uh, the, the resurrection team into bringing back Destiny. Because yeah. what Mystique did was she literally just disguised herself as Professor X and was like, hey, uh, we're bringing back <laughs> Destiny, BT Dubs. Peace. Yeah, and they were like, uh, okay, well, Professor X said it, so I guess we got to do it. Oh, my God. Um, and he was like, you did that? And then the whole quiet council was like, to be fair, it was kind of dickish that you didn't bring her back. Like, right. No one is on Professor X's side. Oh, yeah. Like, be- no, this speak <laughs> was right nice. to do that. Because of the events of Inferno, basically, Charles yes. Xavier, only Charles Xavier, Moira McTaggart, and Magneto knew this, like, big secret. Yeah, I, I don't know whether the secret's worth explaining right now, but the basically they knew this big <laughs> secret and then they hadn't told anyone and then they ended up telling Emma Frost, who is also Queen Bee um, in, in every sense of the word. Uh, and Emma Frost was like, nah, I'm just going to tell everybody and, and whatever. So like now everybody knows the big secret and they're like, oh yeah, we don't trust you guys anymore because you've been like yeah. operating without us and we've been not kept in the loop. So now things are there was like political unrest and it's really cool that sounds really cool x-men is the best it's the best you gotta hop on sammy i will make it my purpose and we'll rope danny in because danny will have the best rex you know uh to get you get you up to speed not on everything but enough i'm down i i I got the marvel app okay Uh, i've not used it but i have it they probably (laughs) have all the house of x powers of x stuff on there yeah. Oh, you could easily jump in and read that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Immortal X-Men 3 w- was cool and it was destiny centric. And um, um, I don't like it doesn't matter whether it's old destiny or young destiny, that outfit like. All right. It's very striking. It's, it's very, very striking. <laughs> and it's also like I can just imagine like just an 80 year old woman wearing this like skin tight thing, just being like like just being a boss you know <laughs> right? the mask is really what makes it too the, the, the mask sort of is like weird the mask is so mask. yeah it looks like psycho pirate yeah like yeah. from dc but it uh, has more facial features too yeah. which for some reason makes it more unnerving to me yeah. Uh, yeah i can't explain it but it's very cool yeah i love it uh immortal x-men uh, 3 was good and i know you got a second pick right brian <laughs> got out yeah, a second pick say, uh, Black Adam number one. Yeah. Christopher Priest uh, writing. Love that dude. Um, yeah. He is so good. He knows how to write real SOBs super well. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly his approach to Black Adam. Um, and in this comic, uh, we see first a part where Black Adam fights Darkseid. And uh, what I love about that scene is uh, he beats the, the crap out of Darkseid and then he grabs Desaad and he's like, this is definitely not the real dark side because dark side does not go down that easy. And I was like, well done, Christopher Priest, you got me. Yeah. You have me go there for a second. Nicely done. Um, but what I like about this is he's almost like doing a sort of Dr. Doom, Namor the Submariner approach 
mm -hmm. with uh, Black Adam, where we're really seeing him as sort of a, a political figure more than I feel like we've had in a very long time. Like we actually see him in his human form for a little bit, which yeah. I can't remember the last time Black Adam was not just being Black Adam all the time. Um, and I, I think that the uh, the approach that Christopher Priest has is really great. And I liked the reveal of the- Wait, this is Christopher Priest? Character. Yeah, Christopher Priest. Christopher Priest who used to write uh, Black Panther, Christopher Priest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then I, I, I trust him. I trust him because I had one concern about this where I was like, I hope this isn't a white writer. Oh, was it the writing of um, writing of Malik? Uh, the character's name. Yes, Malik. Yes. Yeah. I was yes. like, because we had something recently, like people, you know, been talking about <laughs> Miles Morales. Yes. Uh, the yes. what if Miles Morales was Thor? I don't know, Sammy, if you're, oh, did you hear me? anything about that? I've heard it a little bit in passing and I didn't like understand all like I felt like I was missing important details. I'm familiar with the series and I really like Miles Morales. He's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And I know he's in this what if series and I know there was an issue with Thor and somebody was talking about the writer. I don't I don't know all the details though. So the way I see it, you know, um really quickly is that like Miles is half black, half Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, different writers play up different sides. Like Brian Michael Bendis didn't really like understand the Puerto Rican side. And like, you can see it. Like Brian Michael Bendis writes him as like a young black teen, which he is, but other writers have incorporated more of the Puerto Rican side and given him a good like Afro uh, uh, Latino mix. Um, but this writer is half Jewish, half Hispanic. And mm -hmm. he but he went to town on black stereotypes. Oh, I see. Where, you know, like by <laughs> Odin's fade, graffiti on the on Mjolnir, did oh. all these things that like, if it was a one-off, maybe it wouldn't be as uh, uh, offensive. It was like a one-time thing because you can kind right. of talk around each one. But as a whole, you're like, I did, I did, I do remember seeing this on TikTok. There's a lot. Line. It's hammer time. Like, yeah, that, and I, I, that whole thing is truly buck wild to me because it's not only, not only is the writing bad, but I'm like, no editor at any point was like, hey, maybe we don't do it this way. Like, it is truly astonishing to me that no one at any point in that entire process stopped and was like, uh, hey, maybe this is bad. Maybe we shouldn't put this out as a comic, especially because like, First of all, Miles in general doesn't talk like that. Right. And second, I don't know if, like, if I'm giving them a charitable interpretation of what they were trying to do, I don't know if they were trying to go for, like, oh, you know, old Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Thor comics, he spoke this, like, exaggerated Shakespearean dialect, so we're giving him exaggerated, like, African-American vernacular English. But right. even then, it's like, it just comes across as racist when you do that. Like you do understand. It's also out, it's out, to, out of date too. It's so almost out. like Fresh Prince so of Bel-Air kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. And to touch on, but to tie it back to Black Adam because the yes. character you're referring to, Malik. Yes. I think the difference is that I think with Malik, he's he's a, he's a, pardon my French, he's a shit talker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think the character is written to kind of be like, a little cocky and yeah. like deliberately talks in a way to get a rise out of people. Yeah. But then he also has moments of like genuine humanity, like when he's talking to the the girl that is his friend. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's the main difference here is that the Miles character was just like, 
it's like an action figure that you press buttons and he spit out catchphrases. Like he didn't right. feel like a real character. Yeah. While Malik, I'm like, oh, I like this character a lot. And his sort of uh his his more um his energy matched with Black Adam's seriousness is gonna be a very funny uh head to head tete-a-tete in future issues that I'm really excited to see. Tete a tete is is that a pun? Tet Adam? No, that well, I didn't mean it that way, but let's say that I did. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I liked, I, I did like this issue. I like the art, and I do yeah, like great. what they're they're trying to do this anti-hero kind of thing for Black Adam, which most of the time he is like mm-hmm. he's he's either an outright villain or he's a reformed villain turned hero, or he's just saying like I don't I don't care. I'll just kill who I want to in order to get the job mm-hmm. done. Kind of anti-hero. But um, now that this is Christopher Priest, okay. In, I have more, I have more, more faith in it. In reading interviews with Christopher Priest leading up to this, his take on Black Adam is very interesting because he's basically been like, as much as DC wants this guy to be an anti-hero, I don't see him as redeemable. <laughs> he has explicitly said that in the interviews where he's like, he's trying to do better, but his past is so checkered and he's done so many truly heinous things that he'll never truly be redeemed. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see where he takes the story from here. Uh, but it's revealed that Malik is uh, Black Adam's descendant in some way. How exactly that hasn't quite been revealed. But it oh, seems like because he Black never had Adam a kid. To... Right. That he says, know. You are my descendant. He doesn't specify like great grandson or what the relationship yeah. is. Um, but it seems like he's going to be building his own sort of Black Adam family in the way that there's the, uh, the Shazam family. And we'll see right. how that plays out. Uh, well, I mean, if it's anything like 52, either of you read 52? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> what is that? Oh, Sammy. I think, I think you would, I, I, I recommend 52 to everybody, but the fact that you're a DC fan, like you could hop in, you'd have no problem. Like it's 52 issues and, and they release one a week of like multiple storylines in one issue that then connect over 52 weeks. And like, oh, wow. It, it, it's it's a world it takes place in the what like dc had a thing called one year later where suddenly every issue was like a year later of all their series and 52 this fills was right in the after gaps. infinite crisis right, right after infinite crisis yeah all the all the series jumped ahead a year and so 52 <laughs> takes place in a year without batman superman or wonder woman that's cool yeah so it focuses yeah. on steel that's cool. Focuses on Steel, focuses on Black Adam, focuses on Booster Gold, focuses on Renee Montoya. Booster Gold. Um, focuses yeah, the Booster on, Gold great. Um, elongated Man. Elongated Man. It focuses on a lot of like the, the B or C level heroes. Um, and that's where uh, the Kate Kane Batwoman gets introduced. Like that's oh, yeah. where she just comes in and stuff. And so Renee Montoya like, becomes the question. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of really great stuff in that. That's like a a golden age of dc in my opinion that was when i was 52 like, is one of my favorite it's a great story, time yeah yeah not to I be confused with new 52 because new 52 right. is not my favorite <laughs> at all a lot of people would agree yeah <laughs> um but 52 is definitely worth it but uh black adam creates his own black adam family that's cool uh in that with isis and osiris um and it does not end well so we'll we'll see what happens in this series we'll see yeah i hope this one ends i would definitely recommend definitely would recommend picking this up especially if you're a fan of like the christopher priest uh black panther run or his recent uh deathstroke stuff or even he wrote vampirella recently 
which you'd be like, mm. is that good? And it's actually very good. I okay. quite enjoyed his uh, vampire relic comics. Okay. Um, Sammy, what else did you read this week? Um, I read uh, Dark Crisis, Young Justice One. I quite I liked it. I, I read that too. Are, are you a big fan yeah. of Young Justice? Um, you know, I like the show, but I am severely mm. behind when it came back after all those years. Like, I have not watched all of it yet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm like super behind on that. I don't know why. I was watching it a lot for a while, and then I got distracted by a bunch of new TV shows recently. But it's hard um, to keep no, up with everything. It is. Yeah, it is. I was like totally binging it like a few weeks ago, and then I completely just got sidetracked. But yeah, I love I love Young Justice and Teen Titans. Like I, I've read. Um, uh, some of the Teen Titans comics. Um, my first like trade I ever read was Teen Titans: A Child's Game, and you know, mm, yeah, lots of similar vibes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. back then the Young Justice team is what you see in this comic. That Young Justice team of uh, Impulse, um, Superboy, that Superboy, uh, Tim Drake. That was like the original Young Justice run, which is very tongue in cheek, um, comedic yeah, this, as this well as first- action. This Dark Crisis issue literally remakes the the first issue of Young Justice. Like it's yeah, it's literally they time travel back to the first issue of the the '90s Young Justice series. Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that that's where they were traveling back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. This version of Superboy is there's like a lot I did not <laughs> quite understand from yeah. this. Like I understand like the basic premise of like young justice teen titans but there was like a scene i guess i don't understand how superboy looks so different and dresses so different you know what i'm saying yeah that's so do you mean from like t-shirt and jeans Superboy? yeah yeah so what that's that's what 90s superboy looks right like, which in my opinion is the superior i know i agree with that outfit. <laughs> yeah i like 90s was, superboy i agree yeah he was uh really ahead of the time fashion wise i think uh yeah. like the leather jacket the undercut yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. He's a pretty cute e boy. I, I think he's bisexual. I think he's bisexual, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Him and no, Tim I Drake, they got chemistry. Every, I mean, yeah, people yeah, have yeah. been talking about that for for years. Um, that's the thing about Connor and They're Superboy, like as a character, is that Superboy started off as this like sunglass leather jacket, like I'm the Metropolis kid, like that was his like nickname, like check me out, what's up, ladies, uh, Superboy. And then that was who he was in Young Justice. And Young Justice goes on as long up until they had the miniseries Graduation Day, where some characters died on both Teen Titans. Well, it was Titans back then. Titans and Young Justice. And then, like, that Child's Game, uh, Teen Titans is where it takes off after Graduation Day. Right, after the I events of them. Graduation Day. Yeah. Yeah, so, I remember them like, a bunch of stuff in that trade, yeah. like, about, like, Donna Troy and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, that's where then they changed kind of Connor in like his character. And a lot of people are like, why did he dumb down his character? Let's make him less fun. Very angry. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious and angry guy. Um, I never thought I would see an appearance of the mighty endowed. (laughs) I was like, who is this and what's happening? So in this, you never see, you know, pardon my French, but you never see her boobs. She's like it's always off panel or blocked by smoke, mm-hmm. and like the 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 joke is is that like she gets like augmented by new god technology, augmented. I didn't mean that, but um, <laughs> that her boobs are too big, 
but you never see it. So it's not gratuitous. Her boobs so big that she can't fight them and she just falls over. And that's like the joke. She's like a scientist. It's very 90s. It's very 90s tongue. It's like a parody. That's kind of like with Young Justice, they parody a lot of tropes. That makes sense. Yeah. Through, through. Basically, Young Justice, the cartoon is more like Teen Titans, the comic. That's what I noticed. It was and very similar to the comics. Teen Titans, the show is more like Young Justice, the comic. Oh, that's funny. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Yeah, with the exception of the the rosters being kind of flipped, right. you're absolutely right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but um, I, I enjoyed kind of this little trip back because this was like my peak DC reading years. Yeah. So there, there's one line, like it was great seeing Cassie again. Like I, I feel like these I characters, like Cassie. Cassie, Connor, Bart Allen, they really got screwed by the New Fifty Two. Uh, not only Cassie, we saw Sissy. Yes. I, yes. Do you know Sissy? Arrowhead. I know like a little bit about her. Um. I just know the basics. Yeah. 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 She, I, but I was surprised by a lot of what things... She, she was mean in this comic. Yeah. <laughs> in this comic... Well, in the Young Justice comics, she she's like a main member of Young Justice up until she just kind of quits. And she goes to the Olympics for archery. And, oh, that's, nice. and then she's just kind of a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what... But they're like, sort of a... Artemis kind of has like a like a hint of her in the Young Justice cartoon, but then Arrowette pops up in season three, Mm -hmm. but you don't really get into her character. But she is in Young Justice season three. That's kind of all I know. Yeah, yeah. There's a real sort of like metatextual element to this issue where they keep making comments about like, oh, we're kind of the forgotten generation. Yeah. Of superheroes because they really were like those characters had been built up as sort of being the the next, next generation next generation that would take over in the if the dc universe had continued their their legacy passing down the way they they should have pretty <laughs> much new, if the new 52 didn't happen yeah yeah exactly and there was even one line where they're like uh oh, what did they say they're like this universe feels like the way things are supposed to be and i uh, read yeah. that line i was like yeah it certainly is <laughs> Because I'm still a little bit of a bitter fanboy about the way uh, the New 52 erased a lot of that progression for the characters. So it was kind of cool seeing them acknowledge like, hey, these characters have not been treated the way that they should be. So we're kind of trying to adjust that course a little bit with this. Right. Right. Um, In a way, I mean, if you want to take it like sociopolitically, they're kind of like millennials. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense because yeah, they're not the hopeful new generation; they're kind of the in between that's been forgotten. Kind of, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but I liked it. I love my Young Justice characters. I grew up I with Tim it. Drake, Connor, Bart as totally. impulse, Same, yeah. Cassie. Same. You know, I love Cassie. I think she's great. Um, nobody oh, cared that re- they were you- missing in this comic. Oh yeah, <laughs> nobody cared. Everybody was like, Which it, whatever. Again, feels very boys. meta. Yeah, again, feels very meta that like those um, characters got wiped away and nobody really. Yeah, I, cared. Sho- yeah. I was shocked. It ties in with Flash care. though. In Flash yeah. seven eighty three, I don't know. Did either of you read it? I did not read that. Either. So Flash seven eighty three deals with the Flash family going into the Speed Force to multiple universes to try to find Barry Allen because Barry Allen's lost Mm, and they do reference they're like where's Bart and they're like I don't know we can't find him and they're like we're going on without him so like they did reference that Bart and then it says see young dark crisis young justice 
So oh, interesting. Okay. it does mention that like, oh, he's off doing his own thing. And maybe they looked and they were just like, I don't know. Because Bart is also one of those kids like, you know, the kids in real life where you're like, I can't find them. They'll come back. We'll, <laughs> you know, just wait. They'll, they'll circle back around, you know? Um, yeah. We'll, we won't worry right now. We'll worry later if there's really a problem. <laughs> I just, it's funny because everybody's like, they're fine. We don't care. We're not going to look for them. Yeah. Cassie's like, they literally disappeared from thin air. Yeah. Why aren't you listening to me? They're, I'm worried about them. Yeah. Everybody said such mean things to them. I feel really bad. It was a very interesting series, the way all the characters were interacting. But I am really glad that we get to see this version of Superboy. I like, yeah. I yeah. like his style. Well, I like that he seems to be the version of Superboy we're getting in that uh, Superboy series that won the round robin, too. Oh, did it win the round robin? Yeah, it did. did. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Yeah. Weird thing is this Superboy that we have in this issue is technically not the Superboy that we end new uh, that that was right before New 52. That Connor, it's not the same Connor. It's the Connor from New 52? No, no. That's the thing. Connor ceased to exist in New 52. But the one that, the, right. the Connor that's the t-shirt and jeans, this Connor isn't the same one. Right. I thought he was, he looked different, but it's, I mean, there's like a flashback scene where you see him in the t-shirt and jeans, but he looks completely different, you know? But that's because, that's because uh, Cassie is, is bringing up the past, right? It's in that scene. Um. When she's, she's yeah. like, I won't tell him that, that tim and i hooked up like we right. were like yeah so that's like Superboy Prime. memory but when we meet connor this connor in the young justice uh short-lived like 12 issues he's technically not from their timeline he's like a mm. disp i don't know what it is i don't know what the what the thing is i know brian looks confused uh. or either <laughs> he's looking at me either confused or incredulous he's like i don't know if Dimitri's right about this. No, no, no. I, that's, I, I, think well, I don't know. I just assumed they were like, hey, he's back now. Don't worry. He never changed. What I thought he never changed to the moody version. It's like if they kept the same character and aged him from, from Young Justice. Like, as far as I know, like how, it's not the same Connor. I'm is this kind of like how the current, yeah. Is this kind of like how the current Superman is actually the pre-New 52 Superman? Yeah. And they just killed the New 52 Superman? Yeah. And we're just pretending that didn't happen. I have no idea. What they merged though. They did like they killed him and then they merged or something. It was some weird thing. I don't know. That was the most wild way to fix that problem. When, uh, do you know what we're talking about? Sarah? I still like, um, all these like a little bit wild things. Well, so when Cows I was in high school, yeah, <laughs> there no, it's it is very confusing. When I w- when I was in high school and I started to get into comics, I first started off with child with Teen Titans Child's Game. Yeah. I don't know what continuity that is, but right when I started to get into that, I yeah. also was reading some Supergirl. And then New 52 was happening when I was reading comics. So that's okay. like my introduction. <laughs> but I compared to what I had read, I didn't like it. I didn't like it that much either. Yeah. I uh, like, had read New 52 Superboy and Teen Titans. And I was like, this isn't what I liked, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I call it pre-52. pre Right. Uh, some people call sense. it post-crisis continuity, but I feel yeah. like post-crisis means a lot of different things but pre-52 i feel is is more apropos but that makes a lot of sense yeah so like child's game takes place before new 52 and the new 52 messes up teen titans i I do not like the teen titans that i read yeah i got a trade of superboy new 52 and i got a trade of 
and Teen Titans New 52 and I was not a fan of either of them so I that's probably another reason I took like I didn't get as much into comics as I wanted Mm. Uh, there are like some good aspects of New 52 I really like the Supergirl Red Lantern storyline oh okay yeah um I Supergirl was like okay she was kind of mixed with the show's version of her um I felt like they like drew elements from that yeah. I, I like I like Supergirl when she's angsty though and like I oh. think Harley Quinn's New 52 is pretty good honestly I, I quite like that one um is that the black and red or the black and red hair or whatever for what Harley Quinn New 52 yeah I'm trying to remember, remember what, what her hair looks like I think it's I think so let me look up a cover um New 52 I don't forget. It's not the blonde hair that's dipped in the green or the the blue and red. It's like literal black hair. Yes. Red hair? This one here. Yes, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like roller derby when they like kind of had the roller derby aesthetic to it. Yeah, so I like this, you know, so that's one of the things I really like about New 52, but uh, so New 52 was like what I was introduced to. I Did Flashpoint cause New 52 and then Heroes in Crisis cause Rebirth or how does that work? No, Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no um, huh, uh, so Flashpoint causes <laughs> New 52. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm not sighing for you. I'm sighing for my- It's confusing, I know. For, for everybody. America. I'm, that's a sigh of confusion. That's not me sighing at Sammy. Um, um, Cause these are all great, <laughs> great questions. Because I'm confused. I uh, Doomsday yeah. Clock ties in with Rebirth-ish, but Doomsday Clock comes after Rebirth. Mm-hmm. W- what directly causes Rebirth? Um, Wasn't it like the source wall breaking or something? What was that bottle of, like, the bottle planets? Um, Candor? It, yeah, it's kind of like Candor, but it's, 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 See, Tenjo Fonar is like, I don't know what's going on. Um, it was a, it was. Are a, you having a stroke? What are you saying? Kind of. There was a, there was a thing where there was like an alternate universe brainiac named Telos, I think. Oh right, convergence. Convergence, convergence. Right. I think sparks off rebirth. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sammy. What they've basically done is they've said, "Look, we broke everything. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to lean into a concept called hypertime." And I personally love hypertime because what that basically means is we're not going to stress continuity that much anymore. We're just going to bring in the things that are, are good mm-hmm. and we're not going to worry about how it all fits together anymore because if you spend too much time thinking about it, you're going to have a nosebleed. Oh my gosh. Hypertime. So that's why that's why Connor Kent Superboy is like dressed like cool Superboy again because yeah. everybody's like, we liked cool Superboy. They're like, all right, cool. We're just going to dress like cool right. Superboy again. But- uh, I respect it. Hypertime's philosophy is a a bit more simple than that. Hypertime's philosophy is that if there's anything that contradicts old continuity, the new continuity trumps old continuity. Okay. So anything recent is the current continuity, essentially. So everything that's going on now, this is all rebirth. Is this the rebirth? Uh, No, no, no. It's all part of... It's not rebirth. Okay, so New 52 happens, then rebirth is... Rebirth (laughs) is like... We know we have new 52 continuity. Let's steer the ship a little bit back onto path. What happens after that is Dark uh, uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, no, Dark Knight Metal, Death, death Metal. Death Metal right. happens, and they reboot the universe, but it is still a continuation. It's not a restart, but basically it's Infinite Frontier. 
That's what we're missing here. Infinite, Infinite Frontier, Frontier is the current continuity, which essentially says that all previous continuity is canon and we'll figure it out later. Okay. <laughs> I have asked people these questions and everybody gives me a different answer. Yeah. Some people in my comic book <laughs> shop are like, no, everything right now is rebirth. No. Um, oh, they're completely incorrect. So the if I, Final Frontier makes sense because I uh, see Infinite that Frontier. on- oh, yeah. Infinite Thank you, Infinite Frontier. I see that on comics now. Yes. Um, Infinite Frontier started back in 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. That's when I really got mm-hmm. into comic books. That's when I really got- so We got about I, a year of Infinite Frontier. That makes a lot of sense. I really, I really liked Rebirth. Uh, I like read the Rebirth, like Green. There's Man a lot of good stuff. stuff in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really do quite like it, and I like, I, I, re- I try to keep up now. Um, a lot of things I read, I think, are contained stories. Yeah. Like Deceased and like Dark Knights mm. Metal, and like I love DC. Dark Knights of Steel. Oh yeah, sorry, Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah. Um, there was a that. Dark Knight Metal though. <laughs> like I'm yes, not correct. I there. also have that series, but yeah. I have not read it yet. Um. Yeah, it's um, very confusing. Infinite Frontier, all the storylines restarted, or not restarted, but they started new runs in Infinite Frontier. So that mm-hmm. was the best hopping on point for any new DC comic reader. Because mm-hmm. at the most, you just got to go back 12 issues, one issue a month, That makes right? sense. Um, Nightwing starts off beautiful. By the way, Nightwing is almost always my pick of the week when it comes out. Um, and... Uh, I even, I tweeted about it and Bruno Redondo clicked like, so great. Um, <laughs> I don't know but, who that is, but awesome. Uh, the artist on He's Nightwing. the artist. Nice. He's yeah. very good. He's very good. Um, this, But I think this conversation, I think ultimately proves why my philosophy with comics is like, find writers who you like and follow them. <laughs> because what I often find is like, when I find creative teams that I like, if they're doing a book, like even if it's a character I don't really care about, like Al Ewing is doing an Ant-Man miniseries this summer. I like don't really care that much about Ant-Man, but I love Al Ewing and right. I can probably guarantee he's going to write a great Ant-Man comic. So I'm going to pick that up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've always found that sometimes it's easier to follow creative teams like writers and artists rather than try to understand all the unwieldy continuity. Because ultimately with the way comics work now, once a creative team starts and finishes a run, it's kind of a clean slate new start. So everything you need to know will probably be in the first issue of that person's run. Like this Chip Zdarsky Batman run that's coming up. I was about to say. Everything I need to know about Batman currently, I'm sure he will cover in that first issue. And I will read Batman until Chip Zdarsky's gone. And then maybe I'll continue depending on who comes in next or not. I think it's crazy. For for the first time ever, the same author, uh, the same writer of Daredevil will be also writing Batman at the same time. Yeah. For the first, first time ever. That's cool. Yeah, the, the the meme that says that like, if you had two guys, one is blind <laughs> and he uses echolocation to, oh my God. to sense things. And then you had a billionaire that had a lot of gadgets and liked to huh. jump off of buildings. Which one would you call Batman? And which one would you call Daredevil? I've seen that. Yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, Chips Zdarsky uh, is that. But yes, Infinite Frontier is a good way. And I stand by Infinite Frontier. I say that like anything you want out of DC right now, just get it out of Infinite Frontier. Rebirth is still yeah, good, but it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. The way I see it is like New 52 was like 25% or less good. Uh, and Rebirth, 50% or more is good. And then Infinite Frontier has been 75% or more is good. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the current things that I'm reading right now, I'm really enjoying. I was reading like the current uh, Green Lantern storyline for a while with like Joe Mullen and stuff, uh, not Far Sector, but like the current one. Yeah. Um, well, I she's in Green Lantern right, right now, right? Yeah, and I really like yeah. that series. I was having a lot of fun reading it and like, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. And it's cool because like, I am new to comics, but yeah. like not entirely, like I have been reading on and off since high school, but like now I'm actually like, putting an effort to finding good things to read yeah and it's fun to explore that and it's fun because there's so much i like have not read yet like i have not read black Knight. um there's like mm. a bunch of things i just can't wait to read i, I find myself reading like a lot of like female-led stories yeah i'll also say too that like i think one of the things dc is doing best right now something that i wish marvel would start doing more is the black label books oh yeah i love yeah. those yeah and i think what's great about those isn't necessarily like I want Marvel to do it because I want to see stuff that's dark and edgy. It's because they're very creator-driven stories. They're not bogged down in continuity. Mm -hmm. They're just like handing the reins over to really great writers and artists and saying, what do you want to do? Like, that's how you get Cliff Chang doing Catwoman Lonely City or how you yeah. get Kelly Sue DeConnick doing the history of the Amazons. Like, By the I way, that's been my absolute favorite. Uh, like Kelly it's Sue unreal that? how good. Yeah. yeah. Have you read it? Yeah. I've not, but I, I've read, she did Captain Marvel, oh. right? Yes, yes. I've read one of her Captain Marvel trades. Mm -hmm. I've been curious about the history one. Um, Amazon oh Historia. What's Am it called? Am Amazon Historia. Amazon That's Historia? Cool. Yeah. It's one of the most like stunning comics I've ever read. In, in both writing life. and art. art. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm going to read it. And yeah, if you're into like mythology too, like Greek mm -hmm. myth, like it's such an interesting take on Greek mythology and the way it ties into DC Comics is really cool. Like, Awesome. And again, it's printed on like giant, beautiful, like oversized yeah. books. It's yeah. such a great read. Careful, I noticed the dark label does that. Careful when you put in yeah. a bag and board because the bag and board, it slightly will curve it. Because the bag and board yeah. is like a fraction of an inch smaller in width, but it's too thick. So it makes it kind of, it's weird. Anyway, I, I actually about. literally gave up on trying to put them in bags of boards and now I just put them on my bookshelf like they're books. You might be able to jerry-rig your own black label bag and board to work for those squares. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they have the titles in the spines. It's yeah. a really beautiful- You can put them on your shelf. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see Marvel do something like that. Actually, I think I might have one of the Secret History ones. Really? I just remembered I think I might have one on my shelf. One Wonder Woman Historia. That's what it is. Wonder, Wonder Woman Historia, think, the Amazon. Historia. I'm not I that's what I have one. Okay. Oh, you're gonna take us I'm on a my bookshelf. On a field trip? This is my bookshelf. <laughs> I have a lot of books. Oh yeah. They're, People they're who are listening to the podcast are missing out. You gotta you gotta see this live. Uh twitch.tv slash the key show slash videos, <laughs> I think. You might be able to find it. Yes, that is it. Yeah, I I've uh, made it a habit. Every strong woman in my life yes. that has uh, an <laughs> like a birthday or some reason to get a present, I get that for them. I love that. Yeah, I did it my, for a Secret Santa, and then uh, I have another friend whose birthday should be coming up soon. I need to figure that out. I told because she loves Greek mythology, and I'm like, I know oh, what, yeah. what I need to get you. Um, I'm gay, so of course I love Greek mythology. So I am definitely <laughs> interested in this. Um, there's a TikTok creator um, I, uh, that she does skits based off Greek mythology, and she's also uh, uh, I don't know but on uh, LGBTQ uh, uh, plus uh, uh, whatnot, but I forget what she's called. But she does like little uh, Greek mythology skits, and she does a really good job. That's cool. What's yeah? Um, I I think chaos that, uh... chaos on Olympus. Okay, yeah. Chaos on Olympus. Yeah, that's her uh, 
like she does like Greek mythology sketches. But yeah, I think ultimately DC has been at its best when it's not stressing out so much about continuity mm. and just letting people do whatever. And it turns out pretty great, yeah. <laughs> I think, pretty consistently. Yeah. I totally so. get that. Sometimes I, I want it to be in continuity, though, but sometimes I don't. What were you saying, Sammy? Oh, I love Harleen. That's one of my favorite comics I've ever read in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. obsessed with it. It's just like a little self-contained Black Label comic. I hope yeah. they do more. Right. I want to see Poison Ivy by that uh, writer and artist, honestly. Oh, mm. uh, Poison Ivy. The Well, the current Poison Ivy book is phenomenal, too. And even that, like, that's not Black Label, but again, like... It's dark. DC, it's dark, but it's also, like, a, it's going to be, like, a mini-series. Like it's Who's the writer? Little thing. G. Willow Wilson. I was about to say. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. J. Jonah um, Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> G. Willow Wilson. Yeah. Heavy comics about Poison Ivy. Uh, uh, also, no. with the name, like, yeah, G. No. Willow like poison ivy is very apropos <laughs> that's the second time i've used the word apropos in tonight's episode it's my word of the You're day crushing it. You're killing it. thank you i like it yeah uh wilson did um captain marvel Ms. right marvel Ms. Mar- marvel, uh, Ms. marvel. marvel. Yes. marvel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah 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 i listen to the woman of marvel podcast so that's how i know oh. some of these oh, names yeah, great podcast. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. um the newest black label book is andromeda right uh aquaman on andromeda I haven't, just also I haven't read that one yet. Um, no, it's awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, my, I haven't gone over my pick of the week, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I, I did mention Nightwing, uh, Nightwing 93. I want to talk about that real quick. Um, there we go. Who do you think, um, who do you think Heart, is it Heartbreaker? What's his name again? Heartless. Heartless? Heartless. What's his name? Yeah. Who do you think he is? I don't think he is anybody. He has like USB ports on his arm. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know whether he's somebody we've seen before. I read I, an interesting theory about who he is. Who do you think he is? Um, that he's the original Ravager. No. Slade Wilson's no. son. Grant Wilson? Because, Grant Wilson? No, yes, because uh-huh. he died of a heart attack. Okay. Well, because I have a theory that Grant Wilson is back as Red X. Yeah. I told, did I tell you that? Uh, I think you did mention the Red X yeah. that's at the end of Teen Titans Academy okay. before it before Are it they ends. Still not revealed who that is yet, dude. It was <laughs> Sammy. I feel I... like last time I was on Comic Talk months ago, we still were didn't know who it was yet. Uh, Sammy, have you read Teen Titans Academy? I read the first issue, and it revolved around a character called Stitch. Okay, okay, that's all I remember. Did they talk about Red X's back or whatever? I don't remember. <sighs> um, I cannot remember. It's a letdown of a series. It's a letdown of a series. So basically, oh. the whole, it, it lasted 16, 18 issues or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And the whole time they're like, who is Red X? Who is Red X? Literally on the on the um, third to last issue on the cover, it's like Red X revealed. He's not revealed in the third to last issue. Then it goes to the second to last issue. And the second to last issue can be summed up as some random kid is like, I'm Red X and Nightwing, you're my father. No, I'm not. I'm not your father. Oh, I guess you're not my father. This is all on like one page. So oh it's my God. this big reveal that Nightwing, you're my, like, I'm Red X. Nightwing, you're my father. No, I'm not. I can't be your father. Oh, I guess you're right. I'm not, you're not my father. That's all on like one page. That's and so then, weird. and then what? that Red X gets killed by another Red X on the next page, a buffer Red X that's like, I'm the real Red X. And then he I disappears and, and then explodes the tower. Like, 
they're recycling plot lines from from Pretty Little Liars. Who's A? <laughs> is is that is that what they're Who doing? Is X? <laughs> Who is yeah? Okay. Wait, was it That's X? Was funny. X the name of the Pretty Little Liar? A. 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 No, a. a. Okay. Okay. Everybody's okay. like, I'm A. They're like, no, X? I'm A. Yeah. No, me. I'm A. <laughs> but then it did this thing where it's like, Nightwing, you're my father. And then on, so like, literally the same page, they're like, no, I'm and not. And chopped off his, and then he chopped off his hands. <laughs> no, is that on Pretty Little Liars? No, that's Star Wars. That's Star oh, Wars. Oh, oh. Like, ah. um, but there's a buff red X that got away. And I think that that's Grant Wilson, the original Ravager. That's what I think. Okay, interesting, interesting. It's just uh, Heartless seems like he's got such a such a beef with Dick Grayson. I feel like he has to be someone. Does he have a beef with Dick Grayson or a beef with Bloodhaven? Yeah. There's something to do no, with he, Bloodhaven. I feel like it's, I think he has a beef with Bloodhaven because he wants Dick Grayson to like. He wants to like rule a, Bloodhaven though. But I think it's out of spite for Dick Grayson. I don't uh, know. The way I've read I think it, it's from the Chuck Dixon run. He has to be a character that we've seen before, but I feel like it, yeah. Chances are he could be Night Wing. You know who I'm talking about? Night hyphen wing. Oh, that guy? N-I-T N-I-T-E hyphen wing. Yeah. Maybe. That's a guy. Maybe. There's a character a named Nightwing because he he becomes a vigilante because he has some reason. And then he doesn't have a name, so he sees like a 24-hour chicken wing restaurant and it's called nightwing and he's like i'll be nightwing and then there's also a nightwing yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah how is there wild yeah is there a spider-man without a hyphen in marvel comics spider-man spider-man and spider-man attorneys at law <laughs> nice <laughs> no, spiders I, man spiders man yeah um anyway night nightwing 93 is really good did you read it brian yes i liked it quite a bit oh, okay um yeah, it continues to be a good a good arc. Sammy, uh, you should hop on. You should go back to like where Infinite Frontier starts with Nightwing and hop on. And like, I'm interested. It's it's literally my pick of the week every single time it's up. Okay. Um, I like Nightwing. Yeah. The art especially is phenomenal. Uh, I love the Bad Family. Issue. Um Tom Taylor writes it. Bruno Redondo uh does the art. Um we 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 have Brick who who is running Gotham. I don't want to spoil anything because I know that Sammy's going to hop on. I'm going to forget it. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Here. Uh, <laughs> I literally, I forget things so, so easily. Dick Grayson has a half sister. Cool. Uh, 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 which I thought actually worked out well. I thought it was going to be dumb, but it worked out fine. Does she fight crime too in spandex? No, she, oh, that's sad. she's Tony Zuko's adopted daughter. Like, so, but she's good. She's not Tony Zuko's blood daughter. She's John Grayson's blood daughter. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so so there's whatever Zuko, what, what's her name? Miranda? I think that's it, yeah. Miranda something. And then we see a lot of Barb, uh, Gordon. Um, nice. And then Nightwing has a dog. His name mm. is Haley, after Haley's Circus. And uh, he his his nickname is Bitewing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing um also there's this cute moment in this issue where barbara is is doing her computer work and then she takes bite wings paw and she goes boop to like click enter <laughs> oh my god that's cute it it's dick and barb are so cute together especially brian you know you know what part i'm gonna say yes yes they're doing the computer they're looking at the computer and then nightwing's just talking talking and he's like i love you and they're both like, 
<laughs> I mean, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that's uh, amazing. It's, it's so it's so cute. Um, but yes, yeah. this he's this, made himself in trouble. Also, heartless versus brick in the beginning, so funny, so funny. I tweeted. Uh, that's the part I tweeted about. Yeah, uh, where where uh, brick just like throws him through the, the well because yeah, heartless catches the punch of of brick. Yes, and like we're like, oh okay, they're equally matched. And then like brick just kind of lazily or like slowly walks over to the desk, picks up the desk, and hits him with the desk <laughs> yeah. out the window. <laughs> As he's like monologuing, so it, and Harless has like a giant jar, which I guess is for Brick's heart. He's is that who it is? Of, he's got his big wall of of uh, hearts and jars, but he's got one giant jar that's empty. I'm like, is that supposed to be for Brick? Oh, I I think it's for Nightmare. Like, why is this? But okay, I guess it was just such a giant. I think jar. it's giant symbolically like, because okay. it's the most important, <laughs> as opposed to for Brick. Because he said he didn't want like, his heart. What big heart is he gonna put in there? Heartless. Heartless steals people's hearts and he runs out like he burns through his own heart. So then he just puts yeah. new hearts in. Wow. Yeah. But That's he does hardcore. it. He does it a lot to like homeless kids and stuff. And like oh. it sucks in the beginning. Like, yeah, he's not a good person. Because Dick, Dick has a soft spot for like the orphans and, and I wonder and, why. You know, so yeah, this was actually, uh, this was an interesting issue because it's, um, you know, commenting on the like, uh, commenting on the, the, the cops? Uh, how to put this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the corrupt cops. relationship between uh, social activists and uh, community policing. But yeah, it's basically like the cops are not your friends. <laughs> yeah. Especially, Which, uh, especially in Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven yeah, and yeah. Gotham, right? Like, why would you, you can't trust a cop? It captures the kind of like petty BS that cops will do where it's like, oh, I've created this like haven for orphan children. And then they'll come in and be like, actually, we have to shut all this down. We can't have any uh, orphans being yeah. Sorry, your uh, your like, shoelaces aren't themselves. code. So yeah, yeah. So, so take off your shoes. Down. Oh, you don't have shoes, no shoes, no shirts, no service. And then yeah, they exactly. like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sam Sammy's in LA, so I'm sure um she's you know cops in LA are cool. <laughs> uh nothing like bloodhaven um no. nobody's ever going to be like a gotham police officers because they literally are like a couple steps away from literally being like super powered super villains yeah yeah <laughs> well that i mean yeah that's a I, I feel like it's also a commentary on like a lot of small people really hold on to the power that they're given and abuse yeah. that whatever power they're given it doesn't it doesn't matter what job they're in we have like There'll be biology managers. I used to work in biology. Uh, yeah. There'll be biology managers that you know abuse their power. Uh, but teachers are what mean. Is a biology. Uh, it's a it's a pizza place that you go through the line and you kind of make your own pizza. Like Blaze Pizza, right? Yeah, it's like, like Bla Subway. It's like Blaze. It is. I love yeah. Blaze Pizza. I know, but they were our biggest competitor. <laughs> well, I love them. There's there's there has to be biology. There has to be biologies in LA. We're enemies now, aren't we? No, Blaze is fine. <laughs> throw down over pizza. I'll Blaze, do it. Blaze has spicy marinara, so I think like we're cool. That's delicious. I love their dough. I don't yeah. know if there's a biology in LA. There there has to be. I mean, I went to St. Louis to open up a biology. I was part of the team. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around these power bad biology managers that are uh, abusing. No, no. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was just saying that because like that's. I just came up with that, but in other <laughs> jobs, Rainforest Cafe, 
Oh, I sure, love Rainforest sure. Cafe. GI Fridays, you know. <laughs> I mean, there are teachers who literally are like take their lives out on their on like the kids they teach for literally no reason, but they're right. on a power trip. Right. Speaking power as trips. someone who is a teacher, yeah, yeah like some of my coworkers. Power <laughs> trip. It must be interesting, like viewing your coworkers, and you're just like, why are you acting like this towards a child? The stories I could tell. Right. Oh man. Um. <laughs> the thing is, is that like, uh, um. Power trips happen in every job, but not every job gets a gun. In, yeah, exactly. That's the difference, you know? You yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, I'm really invested in finding you a biology in LA. Um, I'll try it, I'll try it. Okay, you either you come to LA, we'll try it together. If you yeah. can't make it, I'll just make it and send you a video of my thoughts. Okay, make it as in be there or make the pizza for you. I don't work there anymore. I don't have no, to I make the like, pizza for I know. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'll be busy. I'll be busy on the East Coast where we have a uh, real pizza. How old oh. you mean? Yeah, our pizza's not that good here. I no, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. But guess what? Pizza, pizza's like good no matter what. You don't. They're really, all really far away. Like I'm fine with mediocre pizza. I don't care. I know I'm not fine with mediocre pizza. Really, you won't eat a mediocre. I'm not pizza? either. I'm, I'm picky. Not either. I'm there. I'm very, very picky about my pizza. Okay, that's but I fair. Like Blaze pizza is my favorite. I think the dough is really good. I think the ingredients are pretty fresh. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Pyology in Monterey Park um, on South Atlantic <laughs> Boulevard. These are like ten miles from me. Uh, we got Pyology. Uh, we, we got what's your what's your zip code? Or if, no, I don't know if you want to say that. Okay, never mind. Uh, we got one in Whittier. We got one in City of Commerce. We got one in Monrovia. Carson, Lakewood. Like, they're all like over 10 miles from me. We will find one and we will make it work. But this is comic talk. Oh my God. It's not pizza talk? Pizza. Oh, I guess I have to create another podcast. We're going to yeah. start a pizza talk. Yeah. Pizza yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, anchovies, artichokes. You like anchovies? No, I'm a vegetarian, but oh. I had anchovies <laughs> on pizza once and I liked it, I think. Are you vegetarian oh, or wow. vegan? Just vegetarian? I'm just vegetarian. So you can eat cheese. You're cool with cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't eat hard cheeses though, because hard cheeses have rennet in them. So hard cheeses have what? Rennet. What's rennet? It's a, it's, it's a, it's something they use to create and mix cheese together. And it's made out of animal. Oh, okay. So if it has rennet, I, I don't eat like hard, like Parmesan. I can't eat like Parmesan, you know? Eat, eat oh, okay. Which sucks. Cause I love Parmesan. Gummy bears. You don't eat either. Correct. I don't eat anything with gelatin. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, Tenjo Fonar says, I've been to Pyology in Las Vegas. They're both very good. Okay. Well, ask him what's better. I need to know the answer. They, Tenjo hey, says they're both are you very listening good. listening to me? <laughs> Which one's better? Uh, as as we wait on Tenjo. DCR Marvel, choose one. <laughs> um, uh, Nightwing, uh, that was Nightwing 93. I want to, uh, let's go Flash 783. Um, it was whatever. If you like the flash, you'll be invested in it, but otherwise it's a skippable issue. I don't know if either of you read it, but I did not know skippable issue unless you like the flash. Cause we get to see Jesse quick, Max Mercury pop oh, uh, like quick. they all are there. Um, oh, nice. yeah, Jesse quick, Max Mercury, uh, Wally. Um, I don't think Johnny quick is there. Cause I think Johnny quick is still dead, but you know, uh, babies. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like the Flash family, <laughs> there you go. Did I like any, Jesse Quick. What What else did you what, you read? Something else, right, Sammy? Um, I read from DC. I read uh, Milestones in History. 
Tell, uh, tell me about it because I wanted to read it. Oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's important to have history uh, be told in, in, a, in a more engaging way. And that's kind of the goal mm. of, this, of this issue. It's is it tell- real history? It is real history. Yeah. It is oh. completely real history. It's not like the history of comic books. There's literally like a story in here about like Prince. There's a story in here about Hannibal, which uh, I did not know who- General? The general, yeah. like he's like a general, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, I don't barely this, know. It, and it's just crazy how much like history that just a lot of us don't know about. So I thought it was really informative mm-hmm. and really fun. Um, it's kind of hosted by like these three characters, um, Icon, Rocket, and then Static they're like kind of taking oh. you on this like journey and sometimes they're like straight up history like panels sometimes you get to see like the modern day characters like discuss it like one will be like i don't really know much about it and the other one will be like actually like let me educate you and they kind of represent like the audience because you know huh. there's a lot that we don't know but i i think it's really great i thought it was a really great little 88 page giant very informative oh. uh really, really it has cool. a spine right yeah it does. it does i love me some spines because i like my <laughs> trades I love my trades more than my single issues. I completely agree. Mm. I completely agree with that. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I thought this was really great. I, I'm really happy to see DC doing stuff like this. Um, just like the, the premise of comics that educate you, I think it's just really important. And at my local comic book mm. shop, not DC related, but we, we have like a lot of books on like different sexualities and orientations and genders. And there's like a book that's like Stonewall Riots. And I know like Prism Comics, they sell gay comics and like a lot of them are history comics as well. Mm. So I thought this was really cool. Um, just like a really cool and informative comic. There's just a lot that I learned. I'm probably gonna go back and reread it again, honestly. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I love to see it. I really do. Um, I'm, I tried this a year ago and then I, I, I fell off of it, but I, I wanna make a shared doc for education, uh, comics for education. Oh, I like that. So, um, cause we have a couple of teachers, uh, Brian being mm-hmm. one and Ambrosia being another, but like just in general, just creating like a mutual doc amongst us to, to, um, kind of classify comics, specific ones that we think are educational in one way, shape or form. Right. And so then we like, write What age group that would be good for and blah, blah, blah. So comics for the classrooms would be a good purpose for it, but it doesn't have to just be that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh i don't know when that'll be but anybody out there stay tuned uh we'll figure it out um, i'm gonna bother you about it this whole summer until we get it done i mean if you want if you want to take charge on that i want to help you with it yeah yeah i, need, I sent you a bunch I, of them i do need help do. did we make a shared doc for it i sent you something i think oh. or at least i sent you something that well I it's lost done. now if you sent it to me and it's not on a All shared right, doc, it's lost now we'll figure it out we'll figure it out um <laughs> Um, okay, so Milestones in History. It, that Milestones in History reminds me of when the U.S. Post Office, this was when I was a kid, created Justice League stamps. They had a line of Justice League stamps, and they, oh. they had a little book of, maybe it wasn't Justice League stamps. I don't know what it was, but it was stamp-related because they created a book of different Justice League heroes. This is back when Kyle Rayner and Wally West were on the Justice League. It was Grant Morrison-era Justice League. And it was them talking about events in history. So they talked oh, about, yeah. like Wonder Woman talked about Ellis Island. I remember oh, that. Somebody I mean, else talked about Wilbur and Orville's, Orville Wright's uh, Kitty Hawk plane thing. Might mm. be Superman because of flight. They kind of tangentially did like little That's things cool. like that. And so um, 
I'll have to find that thing and maybe I'll do a TikTok on it. I got to find it. Oh, it's so old. Uh, that was like my first introduction to the Justice League because it was mullet. Super- cool. I think mullet Superman was the Superman. <laughs> Superman had a mullet. Yeah, when he gets yeah, reborn, when he gets reborn um, after Doomsday and all that, he hair. comes back with a with a mullet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> good um, for him. Good for him. Yeah, his, I like it. Living his best life, you know. Yeah, you got to mix it up. You can't have that same hairstyle forever. Clark, and then they mixed know? it up too much, and they gave him Electric Superman. Which was a cool suit, but weird. What do you- yeah. Do you know Electric Superman? I don't know what Electric Superman is. This also <laughs> reminds me of a question that I have about yeah. Superman. Um, okay. I was at my local comic book shop, and there was a trade that I was looking at. That that blue guy is Electric Superman. Yeah, Superman. <laughs> that was a thing for a couple yeah. of years in the nineties. See, just like always electric like that yeah he they changed his yeah. power set to to energy based they just randomly changed the man's powers for two years there was a reason well they there split them like into two happened. and then they they right. let one live blue. yeah oh god that's messed up <laughs> yeah that's um, a weird time super i mean superman's always had a weird <laughs> kind of thing um sorry what were you saying sammy though I was at my local comic book shop and there was like a omnibus with like Superman on the cover and then like Lex Luthor in like some sort of mech suit with like the, you know, house of like owl symbol on it, like Superman's logo. And oh. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like and a somebody, blue and silver suit, right? I, yeah. And somebody yeah. was like, oh, yeah, he just kind of joined the Justice League and stuff. And I was like, this man is obsessed with Superman. Yeah. He's like a little fanboy. He's like, I'm going to be a superhero and I'm going to have your logo. I'm going to steal your DNA, make a son with you. He's obsessed with him. Yeah. And I don't understand oh, yeah. why he's just like oh, casually yeah. wearing his like logo and it happens right after Forever like... Evil. Um, and then Superman or uh Lex and Captain Cold, I think, are on the Justice League. I don't know. I didn't read that. I like one. Captain Cold. Captain Cold's cool. Yeah, but Justice <laughs> League for the Justice League? Uh... Yeah, random random. Why yeah, is super random. Lex Luther is a is a pro- he's a problem. Yeah. They're just letting him walk around with superman's logo on his chest yeah it's very confusing. they had a bigger problem that they were dealing with i think it was like a dark side level problem or something that they were like all right lex he's we smart. need your help yeah he's, a, he's yeah. a smart guy i mean he was yeah, kind of yeah. helpful a little bit indeceased you know yeah <laughs> you're still running a risk it's not helpful enough people. though <laughs> let's yeah. uh let's uh run through run through some of the let's other comics it. that we have uh we got about 10 minutes to wrap everything up so mm. really quick thoughts about anything uh sammy Graham. did you have did you have uh one that we missed miles morales and moon girl okay how, how was it it was really cute you know i don't really read a lot of marvel i like miles he's like a really cool character and yeah. moon girl is so is so funny she's just like a little nine-year-old who's just too smart yeah and because of that she just says the the funniest things you know she's so witty she's like backseat like web slinging and stuff and yeah. she's just like done with like the mundane nature of going to school she's like yeah. i know conjunctions why do i have to do pe i just got hit in the face <laughs> right. so stupid i just want to hang out with devil dinosaur and save people right um she's one of the smartest people in the world that's mm-hmm. and it's so sad because she has to be in elementary school that's just yeah that's a punishment i'm so sorry yeah i can't imagine a greater curse yeah yeah um i i am very excited for that cartoon show whenever that drops um but i Mm. yeah yeah Uh, i like a a thing that marvel's been doing with this and then with um they're doing some miss marvel themed ones next month is Mm. that they're doing a lot of these books where it's like 
X character teamed up with other people. Like there's a like this started with like Moon Girl and and Miles, and then I think the next issue is Moon Girl and the Avengers. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I noticed just, that too. Yeah, and it it kind of bums me out because I only in the sense of like I wish they would just bring back the like Marvel team up book they used to have mm. in the 70s and 80s, mm. which was like every issue was like Spider Man this month is teamed up with this person, and then next month's like Spider Man's teamed up with this person. I think the market probably can't sustain that anymore, which is how you end up with a bunch of one shots. Like, yeah, I think one of them's like Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, which is such a weird pairing, but I'm excited to see that is so Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. That's yeah, that's <laughs> one of them that's coming out next month. That's chaotic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was kind of the fun of the Marvel team up book was yeah. like, this month it's Spider Man and Red Sonia. It's like, how does that even work? How does that happen? The thing but, is, I think they want the yeah. number one on the title every single exactly. time. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, because then it makes people want to pick it up because they think, like, oh, I could jump in on this. Yeah. Or, yeah. Is it collectible or what have you? Which is, again, why I'm it's like, true. the market can't sustain that sort of thing anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am in support of doing these like fun team up books. Yeah. I think those lead to a lot of uh, interesting chaos, as you put it, Sammy. <laughs> I heard that uh, DC is starting to take like uh, the numbers off their trades. Have off you guys like, seen yeah. that? How so will that it work? people are, well, you just kind of got to know they do it so people are more inclined to buy the comics because once, yeah, well, number ones do sell better. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, that makes sense. Also, one of the best team ups I've ever seen that's so weird. I think it was New 52. It was Harley Quinn and Power Girl. I don't know if you guys read that, but it was hilarious. Yes, like that was the good storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got to move on. Uh, in like we got to hit all of these, so we're gonna do like thirty seconds. Let's each. do it. Okay. Uh, did yeah. anyone read Aquaman Flash Void song? No. 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 I meant to, but I did not. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Batman the Night number six. Uh, I liked yeah. it. Um, good comic. We're seeing a split between him and Anton, who is Ghostmaker, right? We've mm-hmm. have we've we've deciphered that right. Anton, the will, man, what makes ghosts? Yes, Anton will become Ghost Maker, uh, and we see the split in this issue, which is cool. Yes. Um, um, world's finest number four. Oh, read it. I love this book. It's so good. It's so such good. a good comic, and the art is really good. It's super Stan cheesy Mora too. Stunning. Stan Moore's work is stunning. Yeah. I love it. It's like exactly what I want out of DC Comics. It's the fun of DC again. Um, Batman yeah. and Superman merge into one being. Yeah, they do. They do the Super Saiyan merge. Yeah, what? essentially. Yeah. They do That's the Saiyan so cool. dance. And they get a Green Lantern <laughs> ring, right? What? Yes. Yeah, they, their combined willpower rips the ring off of Hal Jordan. Which oh, my is God. And it forces them to merge. Seen. Yeah. What yeah. is this? I need to read this. Uh, Batman and Superman, world's finest. Okay. I've been waiting years for a proper... So batman superman book because they have not been proper the past like two yeah. runs of batman superman no good yeah um, so if you want to see a book where superman and batman steal green lanterns ring through the power of friendship that's essentially friendship. <laughs> yeah also the designs on supergirl i think you would love and on Ooh. uh dick grayson because it takes yeah. place in the past it takes place uh, back when dick is robin yeah oh cool yeah um yeah, really good um amazing spider-man number four I thought was a really uh, good issue. Yes. Um, even though I have not liked this new run because it makes no sense. So. I have liked this run and am intrigued by the mystery. But it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. How does it not make sense? Uh, just to fill maybe Sammy in, maybe anyone else in. Issue one <laughs> starts off with a, it, with Peter Parker in a crater and he's like, ah, right. and then it goes six months later. 
So you never, it's not yeah. six months in the past that leads up to the crater. We don't know, have any idea what happened in the last six months, except that Mary Jane is now with a guy and has kids that n- might be hers. I'm not quite sure that are too old. They're older than six months. It's going to be revealed. It's more than a mystery. It just makes no numerical sense. And there's like- they, they drop a lot of hints at like, Nobody trusts Peter Parker right now. The Fantastic Four doesn't yeah. trust him. Aunt May it doesn't trust him. Like nobody likes him. And oh like that Norman Osborn and him are like somewhat chummy. Somewhat that, like, chummy. Whatever happened, Norman Osborn helped him. Yes. So I'm we'll, very intrigued as to what it was. The twist at the end of this issue is really good. I liked it. I like yeah, the Tombstone. Okay. Tombstone. Robbie Robertson. Randy Robertson. Beetle. That like Romeo and Juliet thing is amazing. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> we talked about Immortal X-Men 3. Did anyone read Moon Knight 12? Yes, I, I did. Uh, this is a great Moon Knight run. Art is really good. The ending of this was very interesting. It feels like they're starting to lean more into Moon Knight's DID in a way that mm. the show presented it. Okay. Which I think is interesting because um, I like the way the show did it in a way that the comics really haven't. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's um, my 30-second review. Miles mm-hmm. Morales, Spider-Man 39, takes place in an alternate future in which Ooh. Miles's evil twin, Selim, S-E-L-I-M, oh um, he has like an evil clone twin, um, rules the world. So it's like Holy. a spider yeah. dystopia. Um, nice. We've seen these kind of things before in a lot of other books. Like, oh, Maestro is 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 the evil Hulk that rules the world. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, this one has heart to it. Especially with yeah, Miles. Yeah, I really like this story. Miles' brother, Shift, who's a clone, kind of has a girl that's interested in him. And it's kind <laughs> of a, almost a nice kind of... Um, I don't know the proper wording anymore, but it, it's very pro... Um, whatever the opposite of ableist is, it's pro that. It's inclusive. It feels yeah. inclusive. Yes, because yeah. Shift can't speak. And, yeah, he's basically uh, he's a he's mute, right? And so communicator. Yeah. yeah, and so um, but that girl is interested in him, which I and they hold hands, and it's no, they hold hands. They hold hands. Yeah. So yeah. remember we talked about the like what if Miles book earlier. If you want good Miles comics, read the Moon Girl book or this Saladin Ahmed Miles yeah. run because this Saladin Ahmed uh-huh. Miles run is like criminally underrated in my opinion. Yeah. I love Miles. And, yeah, uh, it's a great book. You should if you want to read good Marvel comics, Saladin Ahmed's Miles Morales Spider Man okay. comic yeah. is phenomenal. I'll look into it. Um, if you like Ileana Rasputin, aka Magic from um, X Men. New Mutants run kind of finishes up an arc that also kind of has a weird thing, kind of like Miles Morales, Spider-Man, um, where there's a dystopian future in hell. So you see a future Ileana. I don't want to spoil much more than that, but like, it is what it is. It finishes the run. I wasn't that interested in it. I'll keep with it. I like, yeah, I like New Mutants. Um, did you read X-Men 12, Brian? Uh, hell yeah. Okay. Good comic. Liked it. I love this X-Men run. <laughs> Dr. State, ah, uh, Dr. Stasis. Yeah. Okay. We never talked about this. Can we talk about how the fact that the that the it's a sinister who has a, a club, club on his forehead suggests that there's diamond. a heart sinister and yes. a spade sinister? Yes. What does this mean? I don't know what it means, but this sinister says he's the real Mr. Sinister from Victorian era. Right. So he's never met the X-Men before. 
as far right. as we know. Yeah, because we've never seen the spade or the, the right, club. Right. So yes. this is the true original Mr. Sinister. The rest have been clones. He's ne- he hasn't, you, he says that he's like never used mutant genes in his body. Like he's explicitly like, you're impure because you're a mutant. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and this X-Men team breaks up at the end um, because yeah. they're going to add more X. Every Hellfire Gala, like in our world, there's like a Marvel vote for new X-Men people to join the team. And so uh, we will uh, we'll see who gets to join the team after this. Next season. month, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who did you vote for? I didn't. Both years, I spent too much time telling everybody to vote and doing videos on it. I forgot to vote. Oh my gosh, Dimitri. <laughs> you know, I also forgot to vote for the round robin. Wow. I did. You're like to... number one X Men fan, though. You did. I know. Vote. I know. I didn't vote. Unbelievable. Anyway. Unbelievable. Um, but X Men Twelve is cool. Uh, I want quick blurbs from you, Brian, for Newburn Eight and Lonesome Hunters One, and then we'll close up this episode. Okay, um, so Lonesome Earth is- Lonesome a, Hunters. Uh, Lonesome, Lonesome Hunters, excuse me. Uh, Lonesome Hunters is really interesting. Um, basically, it starts off, there's like a kid who's like from a family of demon hunters, um, and his family is like killed in this like attempt to do an exorcism, and he's gifted this like magic sword, and he runs away, and then as an old man, he's sort of confronted by these demons again by this uh, young girl who's like his next door neighbor. And what's kind of interesting about this is a lot of times you get these stories where it's like the grizzled old man who has to like go back in and like solve the problem one more time. And this kind of flips the script on that because the guy is basically a coward. <laughs> He's like, huh. oh, I ran away from this when I was a child and I don't want to have to deal with this. And I'm in way over my head. <clears throat> so I have this magic sword. And I'm the only one who can solve this problem. Um, so it was an interesting first issue. I definitely will probably check out the next one. Um, but yeah, cool art. Uh, really liked it. Uh, New Burn is one of my favorite books. It's by Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. If you like the Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips criminal books, Jacob Phillips is actually Sean Phillips' son. Um, he's very good, uh, just as good as his father, in my opinion. And the premise of New Burn is basically like New Burn is a private detective, but he's a private detective specifically for the organized crime lords of New York City. So instead of investigating crimes for like regular people, the crime lords call him up and are like, hey, this guy was killed. We need to find out why. And he investigates on their behalf. Interesting. Um, so it's a really, yeah, it's really good. And this uh, issue actually ends sort of what's considered the first volume. The series is coming back later this year. Um, but it builds up to uh, Newburn's apprentice. She is a former police officer who quit the force and she kind of ends up uh, in the crosshairs of the gangs due to this former colleague of hers who frames her for a crime she didn't commit. Uh, and the story kind of comes to a head in this issue. Highly recommend it if you're into crime comics. Uh, this is like one of the best crime books out there, in my opinion. It sounds like it's going to be a Netflix show. Like it's just prime and ready, you know? <laughs> it could very well be. The first like five or six issues does a really good job of telling these sort of like short episodic one-off stories to kind of introduce you to the world and all the different criminal elements that are going to be at play in the future uh, arc. Okay. So yeah, highly recommend it. Really good. All right. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Um, that's pretty much, I think that's, that's everything that uh, everybody read this week. Um, I want to thank uh, everybody out there who's watching or listening. If you're watching, you were watching us on uh, uh, watching our live stream or watching us after the fact, maybe you're just watching the video, uh, but it's uh, at volume.com slash the Keeg show. That's our main platform, volume.com um, or twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show. We stream to all of them. You can find them all. 
Um, but if you want to find any past videos, I think uh, twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show slash videos, I think takes us to all our saved videos. Uh, we don't, um, YouTube also has them too, but it's better curated on Twitch. Um, but if you're listening to the podcast, you are listening to us wherever you uh, get your podcast from. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Those are our five main ones. Uh, you can check us out there. Wherever you guys are digesting us, uh, thank you for digesting us. Uh, write a review or like or comment or subscribe or follow or whatever, and just show us that uh, you're there because um, uh, I appreciate you guys You know, um, out there. So uh, let us know that you are out there. Um, before we get going, I want to know, Brian, thank you so much. Um, thank I you. Know, uh, where can people find you, Brian? Uh, people can find me on TikTok at Captain Comic Rex. That's R-E-C-S, like recommendations. Um, if you enjoy listening to me ramble about comics tonight, you can listen to me ramble about comics uh, there at that location if you wish to do so. Awesome. You got anything coming up? Um, do I have anything coming up? I'm going to be just doing another one of my uh, comic book book clubs, uh, probably I think the end of next week uh, with Hondo Comic Shop on TikTok. We're going to be discussing Die, the Kieran Gillen, Stephanie Hans uh, graphic novel series about kids who get trapped in a game of Dungeons and Dragons, Jumanji style. That's cool. Uh, which is an excellent, oh, Sammy, highly recommend that book. It's so oh, good. What is it uh, called? A die, D-I-E. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's four volumes, so it's a pretty easy thing to read the, the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's a phenomenal series. Um, and then, uh, as always, support your local public schools. Make sure that fascists aren't banning books about topics like the LGBTQ community and things of that nature. Um, also, not something I'm involved in, but something I wanted to give a shout out to because uh, uh, a, a TikTok mutual uh, is organizing it. Um, if anybody out there follows Karma Horn, the blurred girl on TikTok, uh, she helped to co-curate a exhibit at the Society of Illustrators in New York City called uh, From Brother Man to Batman, which has a collection of original comic book art by prominent black comic book artists, mm. such as Dennis Cowan, one of the founders of um, Milestone Comics, which we were talking about earlier, uh, stuff by Afua Richardson, who worked on Black Panther, Ron Wimberly, uh, who did the Prince of Cats graphic novels, Jamal Igel, Carrie Randolph, lots of really cool people. Um, so if you want to see some cool original comic book art, check out the Society of Illustrators. Uh, and I think that's running until late October. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could go to New York. You should, like it's a, you it's, a, do it. it's a live yeah. exhibit, right? Yeah. Okay. Come to New York. Just come to New York. Yeah. Just get a plane ticket. Yeah. Just, yeah. just do yeah. it. Peer pressure. I, 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 uh, I, I want to. I want to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it so that the Keeg can uh, can travel. And I don't mean the Keeg is yeah. in me. I mean I can travel for Keeg business. You know. <laughs> of course. Uh, the, by the way, I do not call myself the Keeg. The Keeg is not my nickname. The Keeg is the brand. The Keeg is the the <laughs> channel all right mm. of course uh, of course some people get confused keeg is geek backwards by the way sammy i don't know if you knew that oh yeah that i didn't know nobody didn't ever knows but i thought it was yeah i thought it was That's uh, cool. the, uh given all right um, i like it thanks thanks <laughs> uh sammy first thing great first time here on comic talk thank you uh, thank and on anything that. and on anything keeg related you know thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon um uh, to be here. Um, I want to know where we can find you on social media, uh, any plugs that you want to make, uh, and anything coming up. Sure. Uh, I'm on TikTok, Sammy DeMonster. So S-A-M-I-D-E Monster. Um, 
nothing I can really think of is coming up. Uh, I have a lot of comics that I am trying to catch up on so I can talk about them and recommend them to people. Because a lot of people recommend me things. Yeah. And, then I, and then I talk about the things people recommend to me. And it's just a really fun journey of like discovering comics. You know, I'm just like on this journey and everybody on TikTok has been like so nice. Just like yeah. telling me all these like recommendations. But yeah, I'm on TikTok. Um, it's what I do. I Thank love you your TikTok. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. I love your TikToks. I love no. your TikToks too. I love oh, everybody's thank TikToks. You. I love your TikToks. No, and thank you. Everybody out here makes good TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like anyone out there who's listening or watching, like if you're not on TikTok, like go on TikTok. There's a lot of like really cool <laughs> creators, you know? And yes, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? You, you old yeah. fogey? Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, but thank you, Sammy, uh, so much for, for coming on this episode. Thank you, Brian, for coming on this episode um, and talking this week's comics. Uh, for anyone out there who hasn't followed The Keeg on social media, we're pretty much at The Keeg Show on everything, at The Keeg Show, slash The Keeg Show, whatever. So uh, not only on these sites like YouTube and Twitch.tv, slash The Keeg Show, but also our main ones are TikTok and Instagram, at The Keeg Show. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at the Keeg show um, or slash the Keeg show, whatever. Uh, we do a lot of different shows. So Thursdays is comic talk. Fridays is the Keeg back. We got some cool people on the Keeg back tomorrow night. So uh, that's our hangout show. Uh, and then um, every other Saturday or so we do the Keeg talks. Uh, next episode is not this Saturday, but next Saturday, I think we're talking about stranger things um, season four, volume two, because that'll come out soon. Uh, and, uh, we still have the Miss Marvel after show. So we just released episode three of the Miss Marvel after show. And, uh, we've been watching that and doing a show afterwards. So definitely stay tuned for all the things that the Keeg has to offer. That's pretty much it. If you want to find comic shops around you, comicshoplocator.com. That's a big one. Uh, find a comic shop near you and support the, uh, the industry. There's also digital comics online, uh, Marvel Unlimited or DC Comics, DC Universe, D infinite dc yeah it's those two words i don't infinite, know what order dc universe dc dc universe infinite dc universe infinite um google and, some combination of those words yeah you'll find there's also Girls is finally on the app sorry i just opened it oh, okay <laughs> nice yeah uh there's also comiXology uh as well and then if you want to donate to the keeg patreon.com slash the keeg show uh that's pretty much it thank you brian thank you sammy thank you to everybody else out there for watching yeah. and or listening I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk, talking about comics on uh, June 23rd, 2022. Take care, everybody. Bye.